Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. In my cage, doing fine, I'm in my cage, coming out of my cage and doing fine, come on, oh God. Coming at you from the dank in Newtown, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 49. Hello, I'm the host with something, not the most, <laughs> only a little bit. And I am Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in the dank this week is... Well, I've been coming out of my <laughs> <laughs> And how are you? Um, oh, I'm doing just fine, thank you. That's great, and finally... Uh, you've reached the Corey hotline, 495 a minute. Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. Gory, Dory, Allegory, Montessori. I really should stop calling those lines. Oh, man. Um, oh, I had a whole bit rehearsed. <laughs> Did you want to do your rehearsal? No, 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 it's okay. It's, you got to live in the moment, right? You, you Apparently, I am doing just fine. <laughs> sure thing, Mr. Brightside. And this is Danny and BT, for those who weren't aware already. How are you guys? Um, I have a cold, so if you think you hear any coughing in the background of the track, you're hallucinating, so see a Doctorb. <laughs> the extra B is for bargain. <laughs> nice Simpsons reference there Speaking of which, this is The Simpsons Index The podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons But the catch is, each episode comes from a different decade And starting out tonight as we always do We watched an episode from the HD era This was season 27, episode 13 Love is in the, wait for it Love is in the N2O2ARCO2NEHECCH4 <laughs> Or, love is in the nitrogen, oxygen, argon, carbon dioxide, neon, helium, and methane. This was first released in February of 2016. It was written by John Frink, no surprise. (laughs) In this episode, Frink looks for love and makes a lot of inventions to do so. Mm -hmm. And also, Marge is worried about the senior citizens being drugged by the uh, retirement castle staff. Guys, what did you think? Oh, I'm just, I did not like this one. I, Expand. <laughs> I, I'm. I think I'm the angriest I've ever been at a Simpsons episode. I. This was. Oh, oh God! This has made me so frustrated Ooh. and disappointed with what it means to be a Simpsons episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know when you see garbage and it's not on fire, and you're like, this garbage should be on fire. It should be getting smaller and more destroyed. This trash is on fire. Mm. Flaming garbage is what this is. Yeah, it was thoroughly disappointing. Wow. Um, I, 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 I can't wait until we get into it because <laughs> I've got a lot to get off my chest. Oh, oh God, I'm really emotional. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, use your hate. Use the <laughs> hatred. It's good. <laughs> so starting out, we'll do a little bit of a question air. So the storyline, yeah, it was an A and a B story. You had mm. the A story, technically came first, but less of the focus, which was the uh, senior citizens being drugged. Like, what do you guys think of that story? You mean the B story? I felt like that was the B story. Yeah, it took less importance, but it came first, so... It felt like the Frink story was the main plot, just yeah. like by yeah. the way they, they build it. But it didn't come in until, like, halfway through the episode. Mm. Or maybe they just got distracted and forgot about it for a while. Yeah, you only realize Frink is going to be the main focus when you get to the first commercial cut. There's just so much meandering around and nothing happening, and things just... So many things come up and then vanish instantaneously, like... 
Okay, so it's it's Valentine's Day or the day before, and then Smithers <laughs> is, convinces Mr. Burns to have like a Valentine's Day thing because he's not going to let the employees go home early, but they may as well bring their spouses. Oh yeah, which is the so, same thing. Yeah, as that's right. It's Valentine's Day, and you're at work already, and Smithers is like, you know what? Let's throw a party tonight and expect everyone to already be there, not have plans. Everyone's going to come to your party yeah. that, you, that you start announcing at like lunch break on on a work day. Fuck are you I, I thinking, thought it was Smithers? the next day that was they were talking uh, about. It's currently Valentine's Day, sir, and uh, I believe right. you have to go home very short. Everyone wants to go home and spend the time with All their right, wives. Well, yeah. I'll deduct the small point I gave it. And yeah, th- where the episode starts and where it ends up going, this is another typical sort of premise yeah, abandoning. Yeah. Why the fuck was it Valentine's Day? Why yeah. the fuck was it the nuclear power plant? Like, Frank isn't known for the nuclear no, power no, plant. No, no, no. Like, it was yeah. Valentine's Day to show that Frank was alone on Valentine's Day. Fine. But yeah. why is it the plant? Because he doesn't belong there. And then there were so many, like, threads that went nowhere because uh, Marge and Homer end up sneaking off and banging in Mr. Burns' office. That was And he weird. catches them. You're like, okay, this is going to be a plot line. But then to avoid being caught, Homer presses the button on Mr. Burns' desk, plummets Mr. Burns down the hole. You think, okay, that's going to be the plot point, that Mr. Burns has now been maybe injured or something. Broke his, all his legs. All his legs. Yeah. Burns walked into that room being like, now, which of my two dogs are fucking on the table? Which <laughs> yeah, of my hounds right. are at it again? Which, yeah, I didn't mind the trapdoor gag. But again, yeah, it just felt like an abandoned plot point. Yeah. That, yeah, it was going to be something to do with Homer got caught. But no, it's all just to set up this Frink storyline, which, and yeah, the justification for him being at the nuclear power plant. Oh, I do consulting work, hoy baby. Why not just put it at Frink's lab? Or Why have, not? Just have it Valentine's Day in Springfield. Yeah. yeah it's fine. People Pan are going around the town hall. Shit. Everyone's just like banging on the statue. Why? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the, there was... at the annual banging on the town hall steps. Yeah. Yeah. On the statue of Jeb. Valentine's um, Day orgy and Frink's like, oh, I've got no one to fuck. Oh, he gave me. Hey, a noble boner in Biggin's the smallest man. <laughs> I know I took it too far, but like Homer and, and Marge clearly fucking on Burns' desk was, yeah. it felt really out of character for them. They're more of like a, uh, I don't know. They have had a bit of, uh, you know... Oh, I know uh, they've had their exhibitionist episode. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, Marge it, got pregnant in a windmill at a putt-putt golf. So. Yeah, but like the particular position that they were in, it just felt it like... It was too much, for sure. Yeah. It didn't feel Simpsons-y, you mm. know? Yeah, like they're all you know, it, making love in the windmill of the mini-golf place. That's, it felt like Rule 34 smut of The Simpsons. Yeah, it felt like a U-porn episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Bring up another bit I really hated, but even before that started. This is my first massive negative... Was yeah. um so Smith is all like oh let's let's have a sweethearts day and then it goes to this fantasy Mr Burns where he's imagining sweethearts and people are just giving him human hearts oh, yeah and he's like oh and here's a box of, of ha- sweethearts they're baby hearts like that is fucking disgusting they're all covered in chocolate and yeah. sprinkles and coconut I mean I know this is Burns's fantasy but it's fucked up uh, yeah. uh point 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 you guys you talking about fantasizing daydreams brings me back to the intro sequence so look it was fine when it was like oh i'm the couch and i've left i've left a note that was that was great but then the whole extended sequence and then yeah they go to, um there's some good shots of the couch fleeing i didn't like there was one shot of the couch actually walking yeah um, there was a good shot of like the couches in the taxi and leaving and that's very like cliche mm-hmm. uh rom-com breakup sort of thing no, and, rom-drama breakup yep um, and i like the couch uh checking in his cushions through the checking security the cushions through, that was yep. great that's funny I, I didn't like where the couch actually took a few steps in the airport because mm. that kind of 
gave it more life than I felt it should have had. Yeah. It's funnier when it was an Im- a non-moving thing, a non-living yeah. thing. Uh, an inanimate object just moving from yeah. station to and station. Then it was Especially the- where, like, if it wasn't moving, then it's inexplicably in the airplane yeah. chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the, funny. It's funny. Uh, it was in the t- airplane chair. It clearly went and joined the French Foreign Legion. Uh, that is like an old-fashioned gag. French Foreign yeah, Legion yeah. gags yeah, this were is big where it back went in the 60s. Way too far um, at this point. I think French Foreign Legion isn't a thing anymore, like, as a gag material anymore. Yeah. But mm. it made for some great shots of, uh, like, a Lawrence of Arabia Simpsons family. Yep. Uh, Homer with the, whatever those things are called. The head covery male. Yeah, Triple J brought them back recently. Oh, of course. <laughs> the, the, the neck flap hats. Yeah. Uh, Legionnaire's caps. They're called Legionnaire's caps. <laughs> Ironically, exactly there was this really cool shot of Maggie with a shotgun in each hand just going, blam, 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 for yeah. no reason. Not shooting at anything. Just kind of, you know, check out how cool Maggie is with her twin guns. She's, like, yeah, flexing she, her guns. Kind of for shit but who cares yeah yeah she'll make a fine stormtrooper <laughs> bit more bullshit i didn't pay attention yeah it I starts to become bullshitting and just overextending and the couch is getting whipped and then all of a sudden it's all a dream and then homer gets a i'm leaving note from marge like when he wakes up <laughs> he uh, he wakes up and he's like ah couch is still here i love you couch i'm so happy yeah. you're still here couch <gasps> there's a letter there is it from the couch no he opens it up and marge i'm leaving you for you because you're always on that fucking couch you and that couch are more of an item than me and that couch yep. are i mean me and you are cut to his homer reaction huh? and then yeah comedy 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 musical sting there i know right and the punchline is marge leaves him hilarious get it divorces yeah why wouldn't you why didn't she leave him years ago so just to round out the question about the story just uh getting back to the grandpa simpson and drugs thing what do you guys think of that overall dumb dumb as fuck it felt like they were going for some sort of social commentary, you know, uh, retirement uh, staff, nursing staff, abusing patients or something. But that but was never the point. It only got no. vaguely hinted at that this person was maybe taking it a little too lax and just giving them drugs that shut them the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. But it didn't go there. It was ne- she was never held accountable. Uh, you got the sense that the, the old folks actually enjoyed the, the drug taking. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it sort of dropped that point to be more about a story of Abraham Simpson overdoing it on the drugs. Abraham. But, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Hey, you know Abraham. what? Abraham. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Grandpa gets a nice little conclusion to that story. Everyone else is still fucking depressed. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, man. But they they were, were really suicidal. The yep. thing where Marge tries to cheer them up by turning on the radio and they're like, oh, I remember this song. I used to dance with my wife with this before she died horribly. And it's like, you know, it's a sad life. Fair enough, but there's no conclusion for them. They're still miserable. So, no. comedy people. And old Jewish guy. I, th- I think He's you brought it up. So Jewish lately. Yeah. I think in the old days he was just an old guy with like with yeah. like a thick accent. Old he could have been from man. anywhere. She, well, yeah. She used to be, yeah. yeah. He could have been from anywhere. Now he's just like, how many Jewish words can I slip into this? Um, oh, like a filter fish. Oh no, he Hold just schlemeckles all over the boingy place when he should have been schmoinging the gunk. That was pretty bad. Thank you. you <laughs> it's like, and I used to be quetching and now I'm quelling. <laughs> um, all right, second question. Play count. Have you seen this episode before, guys? I no, thank I God. I not. No, I saw it once. So did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? <laughs> no. It felt like flaming garbage. <laughs> um, he's right. And there's a lot of specific reasons. I did not like the pacing. I always talk about the pacing. But mm. the way that they cram jokes in slightly too fast to feel like The Simpsons. Also yeah. slightly too fast for you to appreciate any joke before they went on the next. It really felt like the writers had a short attention span. Yeah. Um, yep. 
And there's a really a weird dynamic where sometimes they do rapid fire jokes and it's great. And then sometimes they do these rapid fire in quotation jokes and it's a horrid mess. And I, I, yeah. I gotta really figure out what the difference is. I mean, other than the fact that they're good and bad jokes, but there's some there's a different feel to them. It feels like they're losing interest. It doesn't feel mm. like we're losing interest. It feels like they're losing like there's this bit where um uh a home uh Frank wakes up with a hangover next to Homer and Homer launches into this big boring speech I didn't yeah. pay attention to and the writers didn't pay attention to so because they got bored and so they had this little background bit of uh nuclear suit walking out <laughs> and zipping open and there's two people in it just to kind of keep you interested because Homer's speech is boring no one's going to pay attention to, to me, that, that why write the boring speech to me those were the most interesting parts of the episodes all the background and sign gags yeah. again you know fuck was his speech about? Can you remember what he was no, talking about? No, and like, I was going to jump on that as well. There are so many of these boring, just um, plot exposition-y speeches in this. And even Homer and Marge go through this where they're in the car on the way to the dance and it's like, oh, plot exposition, plot exposition. Hey, are we saying plot exposition? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Although it goes uh, to the nice Marge line of, I just like talking to you. They fourth-walled yeah. that same go- joke too many times. Oh, in yeah. this uh, if you want to know, season. Homer's speech, he was talking about how uh, relationships are trial and error. Mm. And uh, you got to work through that. Indeed. But yeah, just speaking to background jokes, uh, the only joke I actually enjoyed out of this was a, a banner in most tavern. So first of all, the banner isn't there and then later yeah. it is, which is dumb. And there's a few bits of tele... There's a, also in the old folks' home when um, Marge goes to turn on the radio and everything goes wrong and then she goes to turn it off and someone's like, unplug it. And he's like, she unplugs and he's like, no, I meant me. And there's that euthanasia yeah. guy teleported in front of the radio. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. They've done several big wide shots of the room there yeah. and it and was go, nowhere to We go seen. from a big wide shot of the room to a close-up of uh, Marge pulling the plug and then pan out to see a guy who wasn't there two seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, but more to the point, the part I did like was the uh, sign that wasn't there and then was there. So um, Frank hides behind the bar when angry women are looking for him because he's been dating a whole bunch. And he hides behind the bar and then I saw some horrible things down there. Mo, it's why are you only wearing an apron? He's like, well, it's apron only Tuesday. But the uh, banner just says, uh, apron only Tuesday, all drinks, same price. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's a good Mo joke, you yeah. know, that, yeah. Um, yeah, him being cheap. I liked that. Um, but in overall terms of feeling like an episode, look, A and B stories don't need to cross over all the time. They can no, be two separate things that's and that's fair. fine. That's fair. But in this one, like, it felt like they were really setting up a big theme of Valentine's Day. Yeah. And that they started with at the old folks' home, you know, uh, Marge and Homer visiting Grandpa Simpson while he's feeling lonely and stuff like that. Yep. And then it, yeah, it just felt like they just dropped that theme. Yeah, and it was like Valentine's Day for no reason to get you, f- except to get your plot lines launched. I guess that's okay, technically, because yeah. it's, just, it's, it's just a place to start off from. But, but it did feel like it had so much build to it, and the fact that that's all that really happens until the first ad break that you kind of think, okay, that's going to be a main theme. Yeah. And it's not. Well, I really didn't like the, the, the um, it opens and like Bart is hustling the old timers with dementia and they're just like, oh, take our money, young man, or some, some bullshit. I don't mm-hmm. care. It wasn't interesting. And then it cuts to a shot of Marge discovering Bart's wackiness. And the shot is like a wide shot of Bart against the wall and the door behind him. And Marge's just head sticking out of the door mm-hmm. like a fucking, like a variety hour, like 60s bullshit where the Lean head is in. doing the wall. Yeah, the pop-in. Whereas just the hey, head what's and, going on oh, on this side? Thank you. And the <laughs> long neck just like sticking her out there so that she's... It felt like Variety Hour. It felt like a parody of the fucking Simpsons. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, it's like they're trying to keep everything in frame, but in just the ugliest, worst way possible. Oh, it was it ugly. Was, 
Oh! So, yeah, in terms of feeling like the episode, look, the stories didn't feel like it. And integrity of characters, okay, first of all, an over-reliance on Frink in this episode. And the fucking illogical thing with uh, just because his voice changed, now his whole flirting and attitude changes. Fucking bullshit. His vocal, his patterns of speech patterns, his mannerisms, his his phrasing, his smooth charm. Now Mm. he's a smooth 1950s New York guy. Hey, doll, come over here and I'll get you a nice uh, margarita in your vagina. (laughs) That's not how margaritas work, Elliot, but but I appreciate you trying. (laughs) No, no, I'm actually thinking more about your previous point and the more I think, the more I agree because every time we see Bart's room we're almost always either from about his window casting back towards the door across yeah, his yeah, bed yeah. or from somewhere near the foot of his bed again looking back to the door uh, and the and perspective felt wrong the, the room dimensions didn't feel right yeah. and the shot was just ugly and out of place for the Simpsons yeah because at yeah. this point we have a wide shot from roughly where the head of his bed would be looking into this room from that direction it just looks terrible but to keep the front door enough room for him to have his bed and then his closet door oh, yeah, for the uh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, he comes to me a room. Good night. And goes into the closet. And it's like, no, that's fucking stupid. Yep. And then yeah. there's a line about how happy he is with his closet. He's like, oh, it's so spacious in here or something. Yeah. Uh, and Maggie falling out of the closet and bouncing on her fake boobs as well. Like, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Blissfully, I had forgotten. Thanks, Elliot. Anyway, so this segues kind of nicely into the wackiness of the episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wacky Frank with his wacky voice. Oh, yeah. Wacky, yep. wacky, wacky. Uh, and then, of course, Marge gets the voice and, oh, my gosh, it's wacky. It's a girl doing, like, a low voice. I don't of... like that she wasn't shocked by her own voice then. Yeah. She hasn't had any information about She the... wasn't shocked by, like, just... Or just Homer having a different sucking voice. Sucking a computer chip out of Homer's... Yeah, yeah. Or Homer coming in with a different voice. Yeah. Um, and what was that? Was that meant to be Homer's sexy voice? That yeah. was like a fucking... Walter Matthau on Xanax. It was just... Nah, I don't even know. And like, yeah, you'd think your first question would be, um, why does your voice why sound... Why do you sound like I've that? I've been married <laughs> to you for years. You don't sound like that. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Not, ooh, well, get into my pants. God, so many things. You know what? Actually... I could have liked the Frank storyline. I felt like there was something to go from there, but they just fucked it up so much. Yeah, but talking, like, especially with the wackiness of Frank and his Ivy Favy routine. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, it's funny in small doses. I and... don't feel like Frank works as a lonely character anymore. No. He's had okay. enough chances where he's had kids, he's got the girl, he's been in relationships with people. You know, he's been, he's been around the block enough times that I don't feel convinced by him being the lonely heart that has no, no. idea how to win a girl anymore. More, you no, know? and we're in the 2010s. The nerds won. Yeah, because the ending is for real. Well, the ending of the episode is Frank just being kind of okay with being single. Yeah, which didn't feel particularly earned because again, I didn't feel like there was a problem. So oh, and the wackiness. No, he's not sig- single. He's got his android. Yeah. Oh, which, why um, did I also build a mother android? Yeah. yeah fuck and Frank, the oh, android mate. is a weird uh, ex machina reference. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I've heard that's a good movie. I have heard it as well. I just know about it. I haven't seen it. How about the heart of the episode in this Valentine's Day special? Ooh, sweethearts. No, fuck off. Yeah, do you feel the babumps from fucking Mr. uh, Mr. Kern's stupid Mr. Burns' bloodlust? It just didn't Uh, make sense. No. As we Um, know, Mr. Burns is my favorite character. If I don't find his bits funny, your episode is bullshit. Yeah, he was bullshit in this episode. They were clearly trying for emotion with... um, Grandpa having yeah. his wife come back. Was that Homer's mom? Or yeah, was that which makes the, no the, sense. Yeah, yeah. So special guest star for the episode, Glenn Close, back as Mona for one shitty little line. Fucking did she die? Did she actually die in The Simpsons? Yeah, she did. Yeah, did yeah. She, did she? She, in canon, she's dead now. Huh. Uh, season 19, uh, Mona Leaves Her, I believe it's called. Yeah. Mm. 
No, what bugs me about that is every reaction interaction we've seen between Mona and Abe back in the old days, they didn't get along. No, it's all so negative. For him to be super sweet about it is like this well, they isn't did you. that line about yeah. oh, this is the nostalgic memory of me with none of that hatred and anger that you remember from you. Yeah. Not to me, that feels like this is the reason we're doing this. Shut up, fans that yeah. are going to point yeah. out why it's wrong that we're doing this. Yeah. And that feels like a cop out to me. But yeah. I would have been much more satisfied to have him have hallucinating memories about the girl that got away or some old oh. movie star. And we are cutting for food break. Sorry for that break there. We just did the food index. We once again ate from Beach Burrito Company. Guys, what did you think? Mashing. It was so good. Mm. Is this not the first time you've had Beach Burritos? Because We had them once without you. Oh. This burrito was hard to beat <laughs> Beach Burrito Company, feel free to use that tagline. <laughs> and then pay me. Mm. Burrito was good to eat mm. <laughs> Was super neato. Oh, and they'll deliver it in rain, hail, or sleeto. Uh, yeah, no, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, there's a smile. <laughs> there's a smile. <laughs> you turned him around on it. Um, so, yeah, anything else to say about the heart of this episode, though? <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember what I was yelling about, but I... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, So, the grandpa's all yelling about Mona, yeah. and then... And I just felt it didn't feel like it fit. Um, no. It did set up the best scene of the episode where uh, everything's wrapped up neatly and suddenly everyone's in Grandpa's hallucination in the 30s because it was fun to draw and animate. To their credit for (laughs) an animation bit, the sepia tone stuff looked nice. and It it was beautiful. Actually, at the time I was thinking that scene of Grandpa driving through the sepia thing where all the buildings slowly changed was gorgeous to look at. But it wasn't deserved. It had. It was almost irrelevant to the plot. It didn't go anywhere. They cut away from it. Yeah, it wasn't earned. I think that's the key phrase there because there are a bunch of good sign gags here and there's like a little bit of a hint of a driving through neon signs montage yeah. thing going on. One of my favorite types of montage. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. It's a great bit. And then to cut just like hard cut back into the hallucination now. Everyone's in the hallucination because yeah. it's, that was our favorite bit to write and draw. It really cheapened it, you know. Both yeah. both instances, it made the the first time seem less worthy. Yeah, this episode that really does show how la- lacking of focus this episode lacked. Yes, technically speaking. So yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? Only if I had like a hot branding iron in one hand and like a scalpel <laughs> in the other, and being like, we have ways of convincing you to. I was gonna say uh, the only reason I would want to watch this again if they're like, there's a bomb somewhere in the city. You have the code to disarm it. Is in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the remote? And they're like, Simpsons Index guys, you're the leading experts in this. We're gonna need you to watch this episode again. We're like, all right, we can do it, but I don't want to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> Done. Well, actually, speaking of which, what is the title a reference nice. to? What do those chemical components all make? Air. Oh. Are they just various types of air, or are they all the ingredients to make one air? It's everything we're breathing right now. Oh, okay. There we go. Mm. Anything else about the episode that you want to talk about? Well, I've, <laughs> I, have, I have two notes that are underlined. One is, the fuck? The yeah. other is... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty and much the summation. the other is, the fuck? <laughs> Um, so in the beginning where Miss, uh, Mr. Frink, where Professor Frink is at the dance and then he's trying to hit on a woman who, to bail on him, she goes into the reactor core. That was a bit extreme. Yeah, it was kind of funny, but no, nah, it just wasn't pulled off terribly well. I think she should have just died. She should have gone in there, glowed well, green, and then crumpled and okay. just not moved. <laughs> the weird thing just is... Just turned into a pile of ash. Oh, yeah. man. Just, like, collapsed, and you just don't see what happens. She's off screen. Well, wow. Like, okay, the dumb weird thing is there's actually, like, a love heart sign stuck over the thing that says reactor core. She just goes yeah. to the door as if I'm just getting away from him. What would have been funny if that heart sign hadn't been there, and she's knowingly going yeah. into reactor 
climactic or yeah. just to get away from him. That oh, would have been a, a joke. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But she's just, just like, I'm going to go in this room, and then it's like, well, I feel bad for you now, lady. You're probably going to get like tumors. That's, mm. that's bad. Many a tumor. If yeah. she was doing that willingly, it's different. Not everyone comes out of those things uh, like Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, very mm. few people, in fact. So what about the actual hallucination bits themselves at the retirement castle with the folks dancing with the things that they love? Any of it do it for you? Like no, the one yeah. guy who's dancing with the store he really loves. Yeah, if he had that mentioned was... that before he was dancing with it, but you have to kind of just glean everything about that guy from that one little shot. Mm. It? Yeah, it made it feel like all the other characters were just setting up his punchline. Um, it made it, which makes it feel like less of a plot device, plot a plot movement. Yes. Um, they didn't really use this as a moral thing either. Not the the house, the the, the hardware house, but. I mean, there's these sort of shots of the drug-taking senior citizens are now taking different drugs. Yeah. Oh, so drugs. They're all on drugs. We're drugging them. That, that's bad. Or is it bad? But they don't mm-hmm. they don't explore that as a question. Why is it bad? Why is it good? Um, yeah. Is this a necessary evil? You know, yeah, they don't. Thing? None of the senior citizens have any sort of bad reaction or bad results from taking the drugs. No. They're sitting there in their nursing home dancing with imaginary things, and we're supposed to look at them and go, that's, that's not good. They shouldn't be dancing with, they should be sitting lonely and miserable. Mm. Is that what yeah. we're supposed to think? Is uh, Apparently. It's like, yeah, what's, if there's no downside, then let them hallucinate. Yeah, exactly. And that feels like the point that they're going for. But again, they just bail on it for this uh, grandpa shouldn't be trying to chase this world storyline. Yeah. Which they feel like they're saying that he should. It's just super confusing. Because the conclusion of Grandpa's bit is they're all like, but Grandpa, don't you see? If you live in the past, you'll never get to see your grandchildren. It's like, oh, I'll give up this thing. And it's like, It reminds me of the um, the Grandpa Goes to Cuba episode yeah. where like, yeah. Grandpa gets the girl and all the Simpsons are like, no, Grandpa, leave the girl. Come back to America for no real reason. So and, we can ignore you. Yeah. And because they had no good argument to convince him to do that... Suddenly, they're like, oh, by the way, the girl's a super spy. Yeah. And yeah, now you have to come home. Ah. I'd forgotten that. And it's the same here. They're like, oh, Grandpa, nah, you probably shouldn't, but we don't know why, so let's just wrap this up. Credits, boom. Yeah, Yeah, don't you love children? And that's why he stopped. Man, that scene was disgustingly bad. Actually, one scene I want to talk about that you were dry heaving over was, um, okay, first of all, Homer and Frank's whole banter in this episode felt so forced oh Oh, yeah like i feel like frink was only at the power plant so that they could tie homer into his story um so the bit where frink's like it's science and homer's like no love is chemistry not science chemistry is science ahoy vey oh oh yeah that was a funny joke until they like stepped aside and said by the way audience this joke is funny because (laughs) oh god i mean like Going, ah, it's science. No, it's not science. It's chemistry. Stop. Yeah. That's a joke. Yep. And then being like, chemistry is science. And Homer going, what? Yeah, yeah. That's disgusting. Mm. It's it's double. It's twice spelling out the joke that's already been made. Just in case you didn't get it. And just in case your retarded grandchildren didn't get it. We'll spell <laughs> it out again. Even stupider. Yep. 
concur completely. Yep. Yeah, no, I just got more bits I want to harp on. Uh, let's see. There's a whole extended bit with his cat at the re- retirement home that oh, seems to be yeah. killing people. I forgot about this. Which, if it had been quick and little shifty-eyed dog kind of moment, then yeah. sure, I could deal with that. But it's all like, oh, no, this cat that just looks at people before they die. It's staring at me. It's still staring at me. Oh, you better come visit me. It's still... It's like, I get it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and then when Marge brings back the old people that were at uh, yeah. Bart's casino, um, yeah, the one... You get who- a quick callback. And I could have enjoyed that if they had let it be a little quieter at the beginning because they beat you over the head yeah, with it. Yeah. And then later do a little, oh, yeah, remember this? That if they just left it as two subtle bits, I would have been happy. But no, they I'm did. Not. They were coming back to beat you over the head one more time. Other part I have. Okay, so Frink, in order to meet women, runs this uh, logarithm. There's like, what are women like? And they go mm. through. It's like, okay, they're going to be tall and blue-eyed. And uh, okay, fine, fine, whatever. And that's like, okay, and they the finally settles on. It's actually a voice that's wrong. It's like, okay, so women are shallow in this. Okay, fine. He looked like a complete. It was fucking, um, yeah. He looked horrible. <laughs> like, it- yeah, it made no sense. It's like. You know what, Frank? You, you, you're not an attractive man, but that's fine. You have qualities. Yeah. Um, and also, there's there there are women out there who'll accept you, Frank, for who you are. Yeah, I I kind of got from this scene. I got a really like nice guysy vibe from it. You know, yeah. uh, women always want jock douches. They yeah. never want my kind of personality. Yeah, exactly. Another fucking speech. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'm an intelligent, successful man, but no woman wants me because I'm not attractive. And it's like. Are we really going here? This what is could not, it possibly yeah. be? Could I change my personality and develop interests yeah. outside of my specific narrow field that very few women are unfortunately yeah. uh, part of? Yeah. But no, nothing like that. Hey, maybe if I put on some contacts and pretend to be blue and, you know. No, he looks like a blind pineapple. <laughs> yeah. 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 And of course, bottom line is he already knows how to be dead sexy when he yep. when he takes yeah. dead sexy drug and suddenly swells his hair back and he's a greaser and he's like, hey baby, why don't we get out of this joint and fucking smooch in the doodly whoop. Yeah, that little throwaway joke from that episode, that's what they felt like they were doing. They were extending that little throwaway joke into an t- entire A plot. Yeah, yeah but also pretending it didn't happen the first time around. And it kind of yeah. make, makes Frank out to be kind of a liar now. He's like, well, yeah. you're not blue. He was the love tonic. You're also not that tall, and your voice doesn't sound like that. And it's like, I don't know. Kind of no. just makes him like a shitty person. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I want to... So the first thing he does is go to a yoga class. Sorry, Homer's like... No, you should go to a yoga. Very predatory yoga. move, by the yeah. way. That's that's like traditionally a predatory move by men. They only go there to pick up chicks. Well, I, yeah, he's he's finding a way to meet women. In this particular instance, I'm going to say it's less predatory, more stepping outside of his comfort Look, zone. I, I, understand. I yeah. understand. And it's under the tutelage of Homer as well. Yeah, Homer doesn't really have the best moves in his in his. But my point was going to be, uh, Frank is like, how, how do you know so much about yoga class? He's like, oh, I thought it said yogurt class. Oh, wasn't that terrible? Oh, oh yeah. How could we not have mentioned that uh, piece so I, of shit? I have shit. an arrow pointing at it because I wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Get it? Because I like food, but yeah, this is He doesn't go food. to yogurt class anyway. Exactly. He'd be like, yogurt? Why not kebab class? Yeah, yogurt is like loser man's ice cream. Yeah, that just felt oh, like burns. a typical fucking Homer's fat joke. He yeah. loves food. Oh, weak. yogurt, it yogurt. Weak. weak sauce. Overvaluing his delivery and overvaluing Frink as well. Like, what about the bit with the the light bulb? Oh, that seems a bit uh, electronically unconscious or whatever. Yeah, and then, uh, changes to the uh, yeah the, 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 the what do they call it? The low energy one. Yeah, the, it was. It would have been funny if he just 
when he had a light bulb, it was just the energy conservative one. That would have been yeah. time around. Yeah, yeah. Because of funnier. course, Frank would have thought having a traditional light bulb isn't smart enough. He needs a smart light bulb that works. But yeah, he had to point it out. And like how he pointed out, oh, what's wrong with my voice? But it's good. It's got the up and down and I hold even favor. They've done this joke before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he l- should have had like a like a sciencey helmet, gadget helmet designed to monitor when he has an idea. And then an actual light bulb lights up. Oh, None of this perfect. fourth wall bullshit, you know? Because that's, that's what Frank does. He makes wacky machines. Like, yeah. Like the frog exaggerator. Yeah, this um, was really lacking in those uh, wacky gadgets, you know? Yeah. Things that yeah. have inexplicably got Disney glove hands and, you know. <laughs> you know what would have been a cooler bit is if he had, like, some invention that would turn his intelligence into social ability. And so he began to lose what it was to be John Frank in order to become uh, a man uh, who could talk to women. So not necessarily transforming into what women want, but just becoming someone who could bridge that gap. Well, yeah. you could almost sort of move the episode in that direction where he sort of... Becomes too unintelligent as his sex appeal exactly. goes up, and yeah. he becomes this just like a, a crazed, love crazed hey, hunk who's like yeah. w- unable to communicate. And then something happens in Springfield where they need the most brilliant scientific mind, and yeah. he's too stupid, so they need to take the love helmet off his head. It, yeah, it writes that, itself. Or just like a thing where he, you know he's losing his identity. And how does he feel about that? Like Is the, this someone you want to? It's the crayon episode now. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, yeah. there you go. But that's um, a good episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. This brings me to the yoga thing where I really didn't like the way that the lady was like, I hate the way that men only come to yoga classes to try and pick up women. It makes them all creepy stalker rapists. And he's like, hey, baby, I'm a creepy stalker rapist. <laughs> and he gets, a, <laughs> he gets number. a number. The fuck is that? Sorry, dude, I never realized that was a really good Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed the do it again. You can't. Okay. It'll be on the podcast. <laughs> Damn, I have to wait like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention was uh, Cletus uh, shooting the uh, Cupid out oh, of the sky. Oh, and oh. Brandine comes in. Oh, you caught us dinner. And he's like, oh, yeah, I fuck you, my cousin sister. <laughs> I, th- I think the point of this scene was to make the meanwhile in valentine's day yeah seem like part of the scenario like like in the inception where the credits are in the buildings and things they did that really well in that other episode we watched recently sure i, I he said something like well that's why you're the cousin i'm married and not the six cousins i'm fucking behind your back <laughs> yeah what was the line oh yeah uh, of all the women who are my sister you're my cousin or something like that it's- yeah yeah <laughs> three cracks that it all went ancestral that's it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. It's cheap, and you know, just bringing the the Cupid into their bit makes them f- makes them feel like less a part of the Simpsons reality. Now they're just a part of the wacky. Also, and this Cupid is like very humanoid, so they're basically mythical cannibals now. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the worst thing yeah. they are, to be honest. I think mythical cannibal is pretty bad. Mythical cannibal is worse than um, incest yes. committer. Yes, actually, yeah, you got a point. Because if you're an incest committer, I mean, it's gross. You're not killing it, and you know, eating anybody. Exactly. No, no one's being shot through the chest, plummeting to the ground, and then having their vital organs served to the people. Mm, good point. Um. Anyway, any other bits you guys want to mention? <laughs> Let me consult my notes oh, of hatred. Shit. When Grandpa comes out of his hallucination and Raphael, sarcastic guy, yeah. oh, yeah. what, that dancing yeah. meant nothing to you? That was just... Okay, no, no, worse I'll be that, coming back for you later or something. Yeah, no, no, no when he yeah. turns around, he then, the, there's the, I don't know, the hydraulic lift that lifts up the cars in the garage, yeah. and he kind of looks at it and goes, I'll be back for you as well, Post, and maybe a bit more. And it's like, are they implying he's knowingly going to fuck a Post? Because that's what that was. 
It's yeah. like, he's not hallucinating anymore. He knows that's not a person. That hallucination ended really poorly. I think Marge and Lisa and Bart all uh, walking into that hallucination and being and reasoning with him. So yeah. It felt really forced, really out of place. It felt like they were acting like they could see the hallucination as well. Like, they're, hey, we're in Inception. We're trying to convince you to wake up. Uh, in whatever. Matrix, Inception, whatever. Uh, but it was really hammy. It felt like one of those 60s audience walk-on moments sort of thing. Mm. Uh, no, it was a ham sandwich with cheese and weak sauce, man. <laughs> mm, weak you know what? Even hamminess would be fine because it's kind of funny. This is just bad. I almost want to go back and watch it because there's so much material here that I feel needs to be needs to be heard. Well, you were saying you, you think this is worse than Lisa Goes Gaga. I do. It does this enter contention for our worst episode ever. So I guess it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index podcast, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom for bad episodes at failure. Maybe if the episode was meh, you go, okay, it's a participant. But then if they're good, you give it a bronze, great, silver, excellent, gold. But if it's the best of the very best, the greatest Simpsons episode, episodes that the Simpsons could not exist without, you give that episode a cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to rank this one first. Let me show you how it's done. I am giving this one a failure why is that elliot because it was terrible interesting <laughs> uh, it commits the sins of overvaluing one simpsons character and also just having a bullshit nothing story which goes nowhere uh, 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 two bullshit two, nothing stories. <laughs> two concurrent bullshit nothing stories which you know it's not the greatest sin that they don't tie it together in significant way but it just makes the episode worse that they don't so look it's a failure for me how about you bt uh, I'm also at a failure. It's just bad. It Okay, it packs a lot of bullshit into the beginning, which goes nowhere. Then you get both your stories are bad and boring. You could have built something cool out of the grandpa one, but they just didn't. No. It was like one of those ones that was mashed together from a bunch of different ideas, maybe went through eight different writers. Uh, it's, it's a mess. It's bad. It's bad. Hmm. It's a failure. Okay, and Danny, bring it home. This is the worst episode I've ever seen. I think I, 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 wow. right now it's got you got to go with how you feel, right? And Never right now words. I I would rather watch anything else that I've ever seen in The Simpsons. That clearly puts it at a failure, the failiest of failures. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of big reasons why, and much like some other episode I watched recently, I really could go back and write pages on this one. This is right, almost essays on how this doesn't work. Yeah, there is there are theses in in the making here. Ew. Um that's pretty funny. It's um, actually a Simpsons joke. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the 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 two plots weren't very good. I felt like a lot of the episode. I said I was feeling like, is this the point? What's the? Uh, is this the point of the episode? Is this yeah. the point of the episode? And I didn't feel like I knew where the plot was, what it was going, which parts I should be taking into consideration, which parts I should be laughing and forgetting about. The answer is we should be forgetting about all of it. I really didn't like the pacing. I really didn't like the pacing. Yep. Their approach to trying to cram more things in, not because they had so many great jokes to use, but because they wanted to distract you from how weak their jokes were. If I throw more bad jokes at you, then maybe you won't notice. Or they'd get bored from their storyline. They'd have, well, I want to give like this two minutes of boring Homer speech to Frank. And, you know, I'm bored even writing this speech. He's bored reading it mm. to the microphone. Then we just chuck more shit in the background to distract the audience from how boring our story is. Yeah, so That's gone. admitting your story is boring. Fucking yeah. write a better story instead. 
and and you can't stick a band-aid and then an- over a bad story and then another band-aid over the first band-aid to hide that there was a band-aid and then another band-aid over the band-aid, band-aid. This is a this thing is a pile of band-aids. Band-aids all the way down. It is. Oh. And like they try and go for some lovey message at the end where Frink's like, oh, I just realised I needed to match people up in the end and they do like this little Frink did Tinder sort of match up. There was no the real end. depth to any of that, like why are these people matched up? They, they did the one brief one about uh, yeah. the teacher and I need to learn how to, was it? I need right, to uh, Duff Man with, Duff uh, Man. what's her name again? Oh, Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. Hoover. He's like, Duff Man needs to learn to speak in the first person. Yeah, that's right. That's a great one-liner yeah. about the character Duff Man it's a weak reason to, for Frink to have chosen the two of them to put together. None of the others. Everyone had a card. Everyone walked in. All the girls straight away without being told, why does this man match me? They're just like, yeah. oh, he's right. It's Mo. It's- How could I not see it? Yeah. This is fast. It's cheap. It's weak. It's unexplored. Um Oh, God, I want to say that about so many parts of this. Uh, <laughs> yes, this was a failure. I'll leave more in the comments. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, unanimous failure all around. So it doesn't even pass the hangover test. No. I've... We've already discussed that, that there would have to be, like, lives on the line for this to be important enough to watch again. Fair enough. I literally almost threw my beer bottle through your screen. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, Elliot. I didn't do it, but I nearly... No, it I, was so close. I saw you put it down specifically for that. Yeah, I, did. I had to put it down. <laughs> But you can imagine where my remote is. Yeah. (laughs) How far is the remote to my hand? It is sticking through my screen. (laughs) You've already thrown it. (laughs) You broke the TV rather than explored what was else was on. This is an episode where you'd rather go down to JB Hi-Fi, buy a new TV (laughs) while hungover than you would to want to watch it without throwing something through it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Well, let's leave this horrible episode behind and go back to season 12's Children of a Lesser Clod. Sounds delightful. Yes! Oh, I'm so excited. Let's do it. And we are back. We just watched an episode from the Teens Era, which was season 20, episode fuck. Season 20? Yeah, I know. Episode fuck? Really obscure states where they stopped using the number system and just used the swears. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that last episode, I tell you. I know, episode cunt, fuck. (laughs) And we're back. And it was season 12, episode 20, Children of a Lesser Clod. It was first released in May 01 and it was written by Al Jean. Hey, good on Al Jean. In this episode... Homer tears his ACL, and as he's recovering, he opens a daycare center. Bart and Lisa start feeling neglected as Homer starts prioritizing the kids he's looking after rather than them, and they hatch a scheme to bring him down. Guys, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I can't tell if it's because I'm just coming off the back of the worst episode I've ever seen, but mm. I loved it. I thought it was so good. It, it was, was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, it left me feeling great. The thrill ride I've been up. I've been on some big downs today. Yeah. Huge highs, exhilarating highs. Mm, the creamy middles. <laughs> Yet to come. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, look, this does have a lot of, like, problems of The Simpsons in it. It's a very unfocused plot that sort of rushes its way through, but ultimately, you're having too good of a time to really yeah. care about well, that. Well, that's yeah. it still yeah. sustained an A-plot throughout. It yes. didn't need support from a B. It was all add enough material there and yeah yeah even if it does like the the first act thing where the first act is largely irrelevant from the rest of the story it did set it up 
the the YMCA thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just yeah YMCA sketches and then actual story starting in like Act Two. Yeah, it definitely felt like sketches. Yeah. The big thing about the YMCA scene, some of them were funny, some of them weren't very funny. I th- I felt it kind of just rushed through a bunch of the scenes and what what was supposed to be a punchline was just sort of like the next line in a script. Yeah. But the big thing was that as soon as any of the parts were over, they were gone. You know, they didn't contribute to the story or the flow mm. or the pacing. They never came up again. Nothing. Yeah. None of it mattered. Yeah, at least it was set up well enough, though. Like, hey, we're having an open night at the YMCA. Yep. And, you know, try the classes for free and see if you'll come back. <laughs> that yeah, sounds right. like a premise. That sounds like a good premise, a good mm. start. Well, something that explains itself very quickly and cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they there? It's opening. Why would they go to an opening? Because it's free. Because it's Boom. free. <laughs> and and now with 30% less stank. Yeah, yeah great that was a great gag sign we get gag. Immediately. Yeah. I really liked the YMCA guy being really self-aware. You, we've never seen any of you guys again. We know it. I'm laughing about it too. But... And the town being knowing just the way they were yeah. like, as a crowd, uh-huh, yep, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Even Flanders being like, yeah, there's no way we're coming back. Yeah. Uh, Burns bothering to go, a bit strange. Yeah. But... Yeah, the peach basketball sequence was a bit weird. I don't get it was it a peach basket because that's like an old-timey thing i'm gonna have to guess so yeah Yeah, that's how they used to play basketball i don't know man anyway it felt really out of place there was no punchline to it um he he's like they they sunk the basket then they're like well one of us is gonna have to go up and get it and then one of them goes up and gets it and he mutters and mumbles about it okay boom boom, tish laughter credits roll you know i'll get your balls out of your peach basket or something he was muttering so yeah talking about the story anyway and how it was set up by this initial a plot as well um yeah things around the gym we get to meet lugash i think this is his first appearance might be a second i'm not sure if the um if the the cat thing came first or came later pretty sure it's his first yeah it was brief and uneventful you know Mm. it felt like they were going somewhere they had a class they had lisa there there was about to be gymnastics involved. Yep. There was something about to happen. And then he's like, how old are you? Too old, you old hag. Get the fuck out of my... I'm so angry. I'm so sorry, but I'm so angry. I have to go to my anger management class right now. I hate that class so much. Oh, God, I want to just want to fucking spit on it. <laughs> that and line of I spit on it always love, gets me. I just love his pause. It was like, yeah. I hate it so much. I... It, on it. <laughs> it was clearly <laughs> biting back something really, no, really I, rude. I think he was so angry, he was just reaching for something to say about it. It was like, mm. I don't know, yeah. spit. <laughs> and that was great. Yeah. But that wrapped up a scene that was going somewhere, you know? That's mm. just like, hey, we've got a, we've set up a, a, a valid premise. This is yeah. look at it. We've we've spent time setting up a scene. Snip, we've changed our minds. Well, we literally get Lisa in Lugo's class later on. Yeah. So, so the episode where she's doing gymnastics and she's hanging out with all the college era girls that are small people because they're, they're gymnasts, gymnasts so they think Lisa's in college rah 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 is uh, cat now yeah. um, but you bring up a good point that like not that I'd really change much of this episode but the YMCA is actually a good starting point for like one of those stories that is like an A, B, C and D story Here's Lisa doing gymnastics. Here's Bart doing a dodgeball or yeah, something. Yeah, you've got all these different themed classes occurring. They've just kind yeah. of spelt them all out. You could have a whole bunch of threads coming from that one point. It's just opened up a bunch of doors and then turned away and gone somewhere else instead. Yeah, <laughs> Left all yeah. these open doors. <laughs> so, yeah, the story uh, pretty much evolves from the the whole basketball match at the start. And I loved most of the material around here. I thought it was pr- pretty funny. 
Yeah, no, I really like the bit where Homer's talking about the game plan, gets everyone in the huddle, and he's like, okay, now everyone, lady, I need you to go over this way and do this, and then Carl, I need you to take out this guy. And Homer, you need to take out Kransky. Like, no way am I taking out Kransky. Like, yes, you are. You're a team player. All right. Just, yeah, just keep... arguing with himself and motivating yeah. at the yeah. same time. I love yeah. it. It's a little mumble fight. It's, yeah. um, it's oh, I, another... I, I do like Homer's mumble fights. He does them yeah. a few times. Anytime Homer de- devolves into fantasy, flights <laughs> of fantasy, Homer is great. While mumbling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, in the story, all this uh, basketball stuff setting up Homer's breaking of the knee. What do you guys think about the whole, like, link between the knee and the starting the daycare center? It worked. It was very organic. Ned comes around. It's like, need a sitter? Can you look after my kids? And he's like... And Homer's like, I need something to do. I'm trapped at home. Yeah, but you then, yeah. you then get him accidentally talking himself into it when he's like, now Mr. Simpson isn't running a daycare center. It's like, oh, uh, don't tell me what I'm not doing. So you are? Well, I'll do it. Just to see the look on your face. And smile yeah. back at him. Like, That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Like um, he spitefully opens a daycare. Yeah, and although it moves through the s- story pretty quickly and it was like exposition, couple of gags, exposition, couple of gags, I didn't feel myself hating this episode, like for the story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, it um, all fits together and you, you follow the ride. Yeah. I think it was very well balanced between exposition and its 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 throwaway gags. Sure. Um, and a lot of the gags contributed to the plot development as well. Um totally sidetracked but i i just had this flash of when homer dunks and his knee goes through Ooh. the basket oh, and when he tears it. how visceral oh was God. that the sound of his knee in the basket just i can't do it but like oh that was it and then yeah. the then the backboard falls and lands right on his kneecap and you just yeah now oh. like i'm someone who's never broken a bone never torn a muscle all that sort of stuff it comes from a lifetime of mostly avoiding sports mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <Wise. laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. even just seeing that bit and then in the surgery where like you even see the knife go in oh yeah neck, you hear the knife go oh, in. oh man it cringes horrifying amazing how there's episodes with so much blood and yeah. this one here just with a few little sounds can just conjure mm-hmm. up such a uh, deep reaction out of me yeah uh, like, uh, and when he tries to bail on the hospital bill by getting out immediately. Oh, God. You both, like, cringe to death yeah. as he puts yeah. weight on yeah. his damaged knee and just collapses. It, oh, God. And it turns funny. But what he did was he said, oh, God, a bear. Everybody run. Yeah. And he steps. And then, of course, the bear walks in because there was a bear there. The bear walks in. And he's like, oh, geez, look at that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just rubs his chin. It's like, oh, wouldn't want to be him. <laughs> no, and I love that because they didn't really call attention to it. Bear yeah. walks on, yeah. rubs his chin. Yeah. Boom, and it wasn't break. like too wacky. I mean, a bear walking on, but it didn't feel like hmm. this stupid wacky for the sake of a punchline Yeah, because they didn't stop. They didn't stop on him going, wait, there was a bear? And they didn't go, do, do, do. And, they didn't, and they didn't cut to Krusty going, yeah, I brought my bear to the hospital, whatever. You know, yeah. that was just bear. And you're like, ha! And then it's fun. It actually gets me into the purposefulness of the storyline where they did actually, as like fast-paced as I say it was, they did set things up, like Bart and Lisa sort of longing for Homer, and the documentary crew, they brought those two elements in at the end, and it actually made for a really good story, I thought. Mm-hmm. Agree, I. No, sorry. Not, <laughs> nodding. Nodding. Agreeing. Nodding. Agree, comma, I. So, play count. How many times do you think you've watched this one? Never before. Really? No. Uh, you trickster. M- 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 many a time. This brings back memories of sweet childhood. Sitting on a couch, rubbing desperately at my knees and trying to forget. <laughs> Your knees remember too much. Uh, how about yourself? I'd say about four score and 20. Mm. Yeah, I actually know that I take... Wait, a score is f- I 20. I know. 
<laughs> you jerk. <laughs> well, to use the French, I've seen this episode four times 20 plus 10 plus 6. <laughs> what? Because, <laughs> like, in translated, that's how they say 96. What? French are weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know I've seen this episode so many times because this is one that I had on a VHS tape in high school. What was written on the label? Oh, uh, Simpsons Stoner Mix or something. <laughs> it was like this, Simpsons Tall Tales, Weekend at Burnsies. And yeah, it was like all these like um, very uh, ones that complemented the yes. hour of 420. I see. I thought you were uh, referencing Homer's morphine use in this one. <laughs> that too. <laughs> like, I so, love Homer's Homer, morphine use. Homer, how did this happen? I don't know. Maybe a little morphine or refresh my memory. <laughs> and then he goes back for the hit later and Herbert's like, oh, okay. Here's it, it. You cute little morphine addict. <laughs> oh, and the, the uh, dream morphine sequence. Yeah. Yeah. His hoop dreams. Oh, man. And we were talking the other week about that weak Jetsons bit. That was a great one. Yeah, it just hits him and leaves. That's yeah. Because <laughs> you're not focusing on it. Actually, the Jetsons bit from the other week wasn't weak. It was just because it followed another parody and we didn't know yeah. where it was coming from. Yeah, weird double couch gag episode. Yeah. So, impact and memories this episode had on you over the years. What are parts of this episode that you found yourself referencing uh, over time? Ooh, great question, Stan. Elliot, <laughs> there's one big part that I'm always thinking. What um, was that? <laughs> the, well, now we're now we're cutting to Arnie Pie, our pie in the sky. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try and <laughs> I'm gonna try and hit the driver with my shoe, Kent. Arnie, you're just supposed to report the news. <laughs> I'm sick of reporting. I want to be on the news, Kent. Arnie, this is not the time. You're not the time, Kent. Oh, it's the best. Uh, then Homer jumps out of the thing. Oh, he's jumping. He's out. He's out of the van. He's trying to scale. Oh, he's he's no. He's giving up on the fence because he's, he's too fat. <laughs> he's trying to dig a hole. No, <laughs> like he, a dog. Like He's trying to dig a hole like a dog. Oh, he's running back and forth. Uh, he seems to have given up on that. He's going. He's crawling into the pipe. Nope, he's stuck. His legs are hanging out uselessly. Arnie, this Arnie, is the... Arnie, how are the children? I can't see through metal, Kent. <laughs> this was easily my favorite Arnie in the sky bit ever. Like, Oh, man. They just inject so much sass into him. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so... It's so much vitriol and bile, and it's completely deserved. Oh, yeah. And it sums up that sort of relationship between every news reporter yeah. and someone out there doing the thing. And they're like, Artie, Artie, we want to know what the ratings want to know. And he's like, <laughs> I am a fucking human being, Kent. Let me do my fucking job. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I love it. I think it's one of my favorite quotes in the whole series, just like hands yeah. down. It is. I do love, you're not the time, Kent. You're, you're not, not the, the time. time. The contention. It's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's so petty. And, oh, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. Uh, I really like where um, they're doing the Nice Guy Awards and Krusty's like, these nice guys are so nice, do not recognize them, would make Santa Claus himself vomit with rage. <laughs> Who's <laughs> writing this? And Mr. Teeny's just said in the typewriter, like, I'm just thinking it's amazing I wrote anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, make Santa Claus himself vomit with rage. <laughs> in that same bit, actually, a line that's weirdly stuck with me over the years, and I don't actually have a ever good time to reference it, but... Right the, now! The term soccer mom gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> these next few... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think, um, who do you think uh, was going to be on his soccer mom list? Oh, Marge, definitely. She, uh, we saw the Uber episode with yeah. her recently. She's a uh, good soccer mom. Lu I reckon. Luann. Yeah. But any other impactful moments? Yeah, I super like um, 
If you're happy and you know it, say a swear. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Heiny. Mitten. <laughs> Anything that flew over your head back in the day? I don't know if I quite realized, like, when uh, Homer's trying to escape with the kids, he's like, where are we going, Mr. Simpson? He's like, out for frosty chocolate yeah. milkshakes. <laughs> I didn't know that was a throwback to, like... Tracy Allman era Simpsons. Throwback back to, oh, frosty chocolate milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? For sure. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Look, there's no question that it didn't hit the heart of, like, the classic, classic era, but I felt like it was hitting, like, the joke ratio of, like, season seven, eight. The ratio of story to joke, yeah. 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 The pacing was... It's the word I'm always talking about, but it felt good, you know? It had just enough time between jokes that you had time to digest the last one, and the next one just hit you blindside a little bit, kept the things rolling without feeling like it was trying to cram it down your throat and like, make you swallow. Right. Like, I see you enjoyed that joke. How about another joke? Oh, <laughs> don't that mind one if too. I do. Well, how is this one? <laughs> Did that joke get away from you? Well, you keep at it. Let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. The scab healing over Ralph's hand. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, it's healing over my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it knows you're yeah. afraid. <laughs> that line, of, like, uh, I don't know. I laughed, but it's really unsettling to watch. Yeah. I uh, felt like a Ren and Stimpy bit to me, anyway. Totally. Uh, the bear walking out into the hospital thing. Yeah. It was wacky. It was just for the sake of a great punchline. Yeah. yeah. And I really was impressed with how understated that was. You know. Compared with the last episode we watched, that was like a lesson on how to tell a joke. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Oh, definitely. And also the escalation of the um, where Bart and Lisa sabotage the documentary and put mm-hmm. in their own, own videos. Oh, man. I like that. Yeah, the first, uh, I like the escalation of that. Homer drunk at the Christmas tree. Yep. And then Homer gambling away Maggie tomorrow. Yeah. But I almost had a straight. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost had a straight. Dude knows Come how to, to gamble. new daddy. And then you don't think it's going to get any worse. And then I'll mace you. Good. I'll mace you. I'll mace you good. <laughs> uh, that was another line that I've actually quoted way yeah. more than yeah. I should. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, last time I was, you know, macing someone good. And the brilliant thing, like, it is a horrible and ridiculous joke. But again, they didn't uh, dingle yeah. on it, dangle yeah. on it. What was, what's the word? Just stick with dingle. It's fine. Lay up. Uh, uh, Ladies and men out there, the best reason to keep a can of mace in your purse is so that you can say, I will mace you good yes. to anyone no, that walks past. You know everyone what? that walks no, past. No can, proper weapon. Eh, it takes up a lot of a lot of purse space, but I'm, I'm you sorry. would get to say, I'll mace you good. Do you want to stick to shtick or do you want space in your purse? Uh, can I get a shirt that says stick to shtick? <laughs> oh my God, it sounds like Rick Moranis' new album title. Stick Rick to shtick. Yes, it does. Ricky boy, come back, baby. We need you. Baby, so here. that was, yeah, the wackiness. Look, a pretty wacky episode, but I felt like it was justified. Like, yeah. the wackiness didn't overstep its bounds into the realm where we were yeah. rolling our eyes or anything. And the whack was not to its detriment. No, no. Yeah, yeah, the problems more that I had with this episode more had to do with um, just the rushing through the story and yeah, ultimately yeah. the heart. How did the heart hit you guys? It was okay. I don't know. I didn't buy it for some reason. Um, maybe it's because it felt rushed, but Bart and Lisa like s- suddenly feeling left out. It didn't feel like they really sold it to me. It felt like they tried to skip over that or at least yeah. hurry through that as a plot Good point. Out a little yeah. bit where they're 
you know, trying to get him to do something. He's like, oh, no, I can't. I have to look after my kids. Like, where are your kids? Yeah. Instead, they were just yeah. like, hey, you're not paying attention to us. It was brief and quick. And especially when there have been literal episodes where Bart and Lisa are like, no, we don't care about you neglecting us. It's been happening for our whole lives. There yeah. are episodes yeah. where exactly that happens. Yeah, yeah. You're, that bit where you're half-assed over parenting is a lot more scarier than your half-assed under parenting. Totally. That bit I was on using that. my whole ass. <laughs> and so that's been fleshed into their characters, you know, into their mm. attitudes. And so that this almost felt like out of keeping with their personality a little bit. A little um, bit. Like you could I have agree. earned it by just having them having yeah, little you things. you could have earned it because there are often these very heartfelt moments with Bart and Lisa as a brother and sister sibling or with that, with Bart and the, and, and the dad with Lisa and the, there's lots yeah, of it yeah. there. It's just they didn't milk it. They didn't lean on that as an angle. Yeah. Um, and especially in terms of the ending where I thought that they worked up to it actually pretty good if not a bit rushed but then the ending when it was just like oh so do you forgive me Barton Lisa yes I do let's raid the teamster snack table yeah well this was three mistrials later yeah <laughs> three mistrials later there it, was a bit of time it sort of means that like because they kind of ro- glanced or glossed over Barton Lisa's emotional investment in this mm. storyline it makes them feel like they're just tools for wrapping up the thread you know yeah mm-hmm. that would be a needle ah Thank That's you. a tool that wraps up. Oh, and speaking of which, yeah, it did feel a little harsh where ha- uh, Homer was making them uh, cut hearts. <laughs> no, I love that bit. Oh, nice. Especially when she's like, well, I have been cutting the felt a little crooked. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's idea. Lisa, of what a rebel. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very stark contrast to episodes like Daddy Daughter Day or the Mr. Bergstrom where mm. there were, mm. yeah, these big heartfelt moments in the divide between Homer and his kids. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, the heart was a bit rushed. I guess that's where you could pull problems with this episode. Yes, you could. Ken. Yes, I, I guess that was that's the, probably one of the big things. Um, I suppose the other thing is that they felt like a bunch of points where there were these interesting issues raised that they decided not to develop. I mean, just like we sure. talked about with the YMCA, how it was opening like twenty different plots that just they didn't choose to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a whole points, a whole lot of points through here where I thought, oh, this is a really interesting kind of thing. Man, that's cool. Like just the top of my head right now is the one where what would drive you to jail we are driving to jail and they're like they swerve and the jail's right there and he's like oh my god homer has kidnapped 20 kids and he's just driven them into a prison is that not the most amazing movie you've ever heard (laughs) yeah i love that he's trying to get away and he's driving into the prison i'm just imagining the trailer for that movie now kids in prison (laughs) (laughs) so yes or no would you watch this episode again sure yeah yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. So it passes the hangover test? No, Steph. I have my burrito. This is on. I'm having a good day. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. Um, I guess this counts as a Homer Jobs. Yeah, well, people are giving money for it. Yep, that's yeah. right. Uh, Homer and sports, the baseball yeah. one, or him coaching basketball or volleyball or him... Uh, yeah, Simpsons balls. Yes, Simpsons balls. Balls of the Simpsons. Balls, 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 balls. Stop. One more line and we have to pay for this. That was a great line. Yeah. At the same time, it was sort of Krusty's show saying we can't afford this. And at the same time, it was the Simpsons saying, hey, we can't do this either. I've never thought about that. That's an amazing extra level to take from that. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory for the playlists. Anything else from the episode you want to bring up? Well, Dr. Screw Little sounds like such a delightful one. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I like how the uh, hospital has what was it? Um, porno and yeah, yeah, porno and uh, haircuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gets multiple of each. Oh man! Oh, and racking We've up been... a bill in the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, my God. he's recovered from his spinal cord surgery. Mel just like <laughs> spinal cord. Spinal cord. Wasn't it his leg? Oh no, he fell off the gurney. <laughs> I love Thomas' face. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, God. There were some weird racial things going on in this Ah, episode. Yes. Okay, so first off, the Bart uh, stumbles into an etiquette class. (laughs) That was great. That was all right, racially. Oh, no, no, no. It was great, but like the actual black character felt very caricature. Yeah, but... But I guess that was the joke. That's the point. He's, like, luring him. He's going to think he's going to learn, like, gangsters. Get in this class, take you from slapper to proper. Yeah. Yep, yep. And he was... uh, His his grasp of vernacular was somewhat street. There used to be a word for that called ebonics. That used to be the word for speaking street. And you don't know. Oh, really? It's not? Uh, Ebony. It's ebony ebonics. It's Uh. black. It's it's, it's a sciencey word for black slang. I maintain it still sounds nice. Oh, it does. Ebonics. Use vernacular, though. I know. It sounds like a type of hand wash. (laughs) New ebonics, now with maple. Yeah. 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 Let's not use that word anyway. Um, no, I don't think it was actually ultimately a racial joke. It was just a joke that, oh, you can't believe that this um, uppity British teacher yeah, was the. It was a, wife it was a of... juxtaposing joke, you yeah. know, contrast. Yeah. Just to hear that British woman go, oh, I'd bust a cap in your ass. No, she said ass. Oh, yeah. it's true. She, she should have said ass. She should have said ass. But I do like her. Are you accusing my husband of lying? Yeah, yeah. Just again, <laughs> the, the idea they're married. You yeah, didn't see it coming. She, I, I think the point, the why I'm not upset about that one is that she was equally the butt of the joke. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that, yeah, you're laughing at the, the contrast of character. Mm. 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 But the whole Carl going, why does everyone assume that I'm great at basketball because I'm African-American? And then being great at basketball. Yeah, um, great at it. I, I didn't like that. I think that if you, if you point out, hey, everyone assumes that black people are good at basketball... But they are, then you're yeah. still being racist, you yeah. know? Um, what would have been funny is him going, you know, I'm tired of everyone assuming I'm good at basketball from African American. Maybe he makes a three point shot, goes, that was a fluke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or he, you know, he, he goes back to study chemistry or mathematics or something. Plays um, croquet. Yeah, yeah. Crumpets. Has a little pinky. Oh, he has a little pinky raise while he shoots the basketball <laughs> <laughs> and misses. No, he does like the twirling slam dunk, and then afterwards he's like, "Go, Carl! Go, Carl! It's yeah. your birthday!" He breaks yeah. the backboard because man. the Simpsons writers are like, "Ha! Black people are basketball-y. <laughs> and yeah, the, well, what are some all? black sayings that we can think of? I heard one person on the television saying it was his no. birthday. That is, a, even that though is a it cheap wasn't. Joke, Simpsons. Oh, was this Al Jean? Was this Al Jean? Uh, this was Al Jean. Yeah, you can do better. I believe in you. Now, Al Jean's a weird one for me, man, because he's penned some of the best and most classic episodes, but then he is almost instrumental in the horrible changes that have happened mm, in really? the show. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been showrunner basically for, oh God, almost 20 years now. That's kind of the thing. That's the excuse I would give him. You showrun for that long, you start yeah. going, you know, let's make some changes, see if we can make spice things up a little, and maybe they don't work. Maybe he knows that. Al's just like, I'm bored. Yeah, or maybe he's just gone full power hungry. Mm. <laughs> no, Al Jean commands bad episodes. There was another racial joke. Oh, yeah, Grandpa. So, yeah, the other racial joke. This one I don't hate. So, okay, Grandpa is like, uh, Homer's got his busted leg, 
And Grandpa's like, well, now you're the shut-in. There are plenty of ways you can spend your time. You can air-whittle. You can Air-whittle was funny. I like yeah. air-whittle. That was great. You can air-whittle, hitch up your pants, air-whittle, <laughs> and uh, make friends with a Chinese man. And then a Chinese man walks in, and he's like, Mr. Simpson, have you run away from the nursing home again? We need to get you back there. Yeah. And Abe is like, sure thing, ping-pong. Yeah. Ching-chong-ching-chong-ching. <laughs> and... My name is my, Doug, or whatever it is. Yeah, my Craig, name is Craig. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Um, it, it's always weirded me out how Americans say Craig instead yeah. of Craig. Shout out to American audience. Do you know there's an A and an I in there? <laughs> Have you ever heard the Carl Barron bit? It's Carl. Cal? No, it's Carl. Oh, Carl. It's not Carol, it's Carl. And I want some raw nuts. Excuse me? <laughs> Good grief. Those Sorry, crazy uh, Australians. You were saying, oh, ping pong. Yeah, disgustingly racist. Uh, Beej has sort of made the case that this is highlighting Abe as an old-fashioned person who is sort of racist in his yeah. character. But to I, I that aside, he's never been really racist in any other episode, and it really felt l- more like a writer's joke than a character's joke. Yeah, I don't know. It was just the way it came out to me. No, I just feel like the butt of the joke is Abe, not Craig. Yeah, it's more a joke about Abe being senile, running away from the home, and then thinking... Yeah. Yeah. That this is his friend he's made because that's what you do. You make fun with a Chinese man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, just, it's just where the, the boom of the joke lands. I yeah. Think, is the yeah. And it's yeah. a shame because, yeah, I loved Air Whittle and I love that uh, he broke the bone in his wagging finger. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, I, get, I guess why it sticks out is that the same joke could have been made without the word Chinese being in there at all. There's no reason for it to be Chinese. It could have easily have been, hey, hitch up your pants, or learn to air whittle, make friends with a young person. He hates young yep. people. Or make friends with a cute girl and a nurse walks in. It, You yeah, know? That would work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make, ma- uh, make a nice young hot girlfriend. Uh, Abe, you're meant to be back at the house. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my um, fuck friend. Yeah, that's I, an I know. Line. I know. You, I ruined you, it. I'm sorry. It's, but no, no, it's definitely it's a better line now. Yeah, now that's a well. Get, I get mean, yourself a I hot mean, young girlfriend. Now, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is sort of just taking it from from racial groups to sexual groups, and and yeah. this is it's no better. But uh, it sort of serves to point out that the Chinese thing isn't there for doesn't make the joke any better. You know, there's no point for it to be like mm. that. Yeah, it just gives it an unnecessary specific. Yeah. yeah. So. Other bits I want to bring up in this episode, it was actually kind of hard, hard to laugh at the Frank bit b- because of the last episode <laughs> we saw. But in the past, I've laughed at Frank's obsession with Flubber. <laughs> this was... I, I thought it was really funny. I mean, yeah. maybe I've just had enough food and enough booze to kind of put the last yeah. episode behind me. But watching him bounce off the walls again and again... Oh, the and Flubber is more my pain. <laughs> every, every bounce, his head is getting more beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, the poor guy. The poor guy. And so he has would. a history of loving, loving Flubber. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Having scientifically advanced shoes is something he would yeah. do when going to the YMCA. Should have more Flubber, Clavin? <laughs> There's like Bill Cosby bit, which ignore the Bill Cosby oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, That's yeah. a shame, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Ign- ignoring the fact that it's Bill Cosby, I do like the bit because they're making fun of those really stupid kids say the darndest things show. There were like four of them in yeah. like the yeah. early noughts yeah. or something. And now the modern day equivalent to it is the kids reacts video that oh, you see yeah. get shared occasionally. Uh-huh. And it, it feels so exploitative of the children, really. 
It is. Yeah. Um, and they really highlight that in a decent way. Having the kid just say a normal word yeah. and Bill jumping on that and being like, okay, i got to turn this into something funny somehow. Yeah. I'm just going to milk oh my, this He said Pokemon. You mean the pokey with the mon? He comes out of the ball. He's like, ah, 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 that's ridiculous. Like, no, you're a bit, fuck you. I know. And it's such a fucking awful mirror because that's how we end up sounding, oh, I don't get you kids and what you're into with your Pokemon Go's and your GPS phones. Am I poking or going? What? I'm pretty sure it's pronounced poke mongo. <laughs> Poor there Mongo. was actually in my research of <laughs> he this he never had it coming people <laughs> just coming from all over the world to poke him um <laughs> i don't even fucking care about my point anymore that was really Mongo funny not, no why he getting poked Mongo not like poking <laughs> <laughs> i love that flanders thought he was going to a christian rock concert oh man how good <laughs> was that Chris rock yeah oh i've shit. never heard a preacher use the mf word so many times <laughs> Give me one wholesome evening. That was great. Just like the, there was this huge flash forward for, oh, Flanders is in for a night. Yeah. (laughs) And and then they don't cut to it as well. That's why it was funny. Exactly. Modern Simpsons, by the way, take a note because you got, I know you guys would have cut to this. With Chris Rock starring in the episode. Yeah. Um, But no, it was just a subtle gag. Left it to your imagination what would happen. It's fantastic. And speaking of Flanders, yeah, I love Rod and Todd. Can we have another candy and jelly sandwich? Oh, man, yeah. With, what are they, red Twizzlers all the way through? It looked like it, yeah. Some of that, like, purple American jelly, not jam. No, jelly. No, that shit don't have fruit in it. (laughs) (laughs) Purple's a flavor. (laughs) Purple's a fruit, yeah. And yeah, Homer going in for surgery as well, and like the family looking in through the window. Oh god, I don't know how many times we've done this, and Marge is like, one more, and I get a free hysterectomy. <laughs> I know it's like, wait, hysterectomy? Wait, why? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I assume in America that'd be a crazy expensive procedure. Probably, yeah, it um, would be totally. a, an optional thing, so yeah. not covered by any kind of uh, health cover. Oh, you poor Americans! Having a womb is a pre-existing condition. Oh, God, you poor Americans. You fucking stupid... Not the Americans, like the... You, you Trump! Well... Fucking stupid! If it makes you feel better, they kind of did Trump to themselves. It won't make you feel better. One third of them did. Enough. It's a two-party system. You gotta vote for one idiot. Kang. I voted for Kodos. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. But no, America, like, your healthcare system's fucked. Oh, my God, yeah. They're right next door to Canada as well. I know, right? Take the hint, guys. Oh, we should tear into this more when we do the episode Midnight RX when um, Simpsons do a line about smuggling drugs in from Canada. What does RX stand for? Uh, Recommended Xanax. (laughs) Oh, hey, you said ACL before. What does ACL stand for? Anterior crucial ligament. Oh, he's right. Did you say anterior? Yes. <laughs> Another fucking fantastic line. Yeah, there was something at the very beginning you were wanted to talk about or chuckle about, and you. Uh, I don't know. Was it the racist bit? Anything? The Renier Wolf Castle? Oh, hello. And he's right there. Like, <laughs> he felt like yeah, he was. Like, he's a, it like was a Lionel Hutz walk on. Yeah, know? yeah. Celebrity <laughs> walk on stage. I did, did it like a, a live infomercial. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Um, oh, and he's uh, after the most dangerous game, man. man. <laughs> yeah, that felt very. In fact, I think that was the biggest plot thread that they did just drop. Um, I mean, I was talking before about YMCA being like fifty different stories that just left alone yeah. for some reason. Uh, second off, this is a plot point you can't not episode your story about. Uh, <laughs> they're closing the YMCA, man. We have to have like the skate gym, uh, the, the skate breakdancing DJ competition I, to save the gym. That I would just be like s- the YMCA has just opened and now it's going to be clo- <laughs> closed. 
enclosed, yeah. demolished, turned into a nature reserve where I will hunt the most deadly game. Yeah. Man. And like the double turnaround is like, oh, he's closing the wire. We have to fight to save the wire. He's turning into a nature reserve. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, he's going to oh use my it to God. hunt man. Why it's... haven't they done a save the wire episode? That is a perfect like, Bart and Lisa thing. I know. Because they don't care about anything enough. That's true, but imagine but, if they did do a closing the Y episode. Yeah, Bart with his skateboarding and Lisa skateboarding with her music. Skateboarding and graffiti. But why do they care? Because that's the only place where they can express their skateboarding and music. Uh, there's going to be a girl involved as well. There's always the girl who's the daughter of the YMCA oh, owner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or no, 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 the businessman owner. Daughter. Yeah, that's it. Bart doesn't really give a shit because he all have parts of town to skate around. But then, yeah, he falls in love with the, the, the 80s yeah, girl go. of his dreams yeah, in neon ski clothing. Learns a valuable lesson about team as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. And the evils of corporationshipmanship. All right. I'm on oh board. my god! I love this episode. Uh, also, uh, um, I really like the quick triple play on the emotions of of Rainier there, where he was yeah. like, uh, "I'm going to knock down the YMCA, but I'm going to build a nature preserve. But the preserve is also cursed. But the curse comes from three flavors of Frogurt, where I'm going to hunt the most deadly game of all." It, and you're like, "Is it not going to be man? Is he going to twist it again? No, it's going to be man. I'm going to hunt you." And then yeah. there was the bit where like Lenny's just like, "You know what? I'm taking this ball and I'm going home." Sulk for we're very strange. And, and and felt like I'm laughing, but I don't quite get it. Mm. Um, and so he keeps on walking, and then Rainier is just like the hunt is on, and he does the thing. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. do the thing with the with with the wipe with with the war paint, but he should have. He loads a gun. Yeah, and he cops there's his- yet another fucking amazing plot twist that I would have loved to have follow. <laughs> you want to watch the Rainier hunts Lenny? episode dude like a manhunt through the streets of <laughs> springfield episode oh my god you know what considering all the bullshit they've been coming out with lately i just want to say it because what, why they, not they just go full purge <laughs> why haven't they done the purge for a treehouse of horror that's amazing maybe it's coming up but yeah it seems <sighs> like they should are you listening ideas there for you all right uh, anything else you want to bring up Hom- <laughs> homer's song is that all there is yeah i don't get why it really stops the episode dead for me. Yeah, I mean, the gag is, hey, sing that wacky song you're always singing. And yeah. he sings something deep and heartfelt. And yeah. the, the lights dim and the pacing slows. But the downside of that is that the pacing slows and the and lights yeah. dim. Yeah. And it's and not you, wacky. You, you do get the good exit joke where the kid's like, when was the last time Homer sung Torch songs to us? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I thought when they're like that wacky song, it was going to be like something from a commercial or something Homer would sing. But I don't know why he's doing why. Is that all there is? Yeah. Also, there were a couple of gags that slowed the episode for me in and around the awards ceremony. Yeah. Just to point a couple out, the joke with the hypno coin, I don't... Yeah, that, that was a very weird walk-on joke. Yeah, were they doing, like, uh, tele-ad yeah, channel thing? Live. Um, yeah, And then the, the, the punchline was like, if you find a better one, buy it! Was that yeah. like the fidget spinner of 2001? <laughs> like, it was a long time ago, I can't remember. Yeah, all the kids in the schoolyards with their hypno discs. Uh, and the bit with the uh, webcast as well, that felt a little weirdly yeah. out of place. And it wasn't a very good joke where he fixes it, comic book guy goes, oh, that works, and it's just it's crusty. Just a gif. And yeah. The, yeah. I don't know why it was there. Like, No. I don't. I I feel like they cut the. They just needed to mention that the internet exists or something. Yeah, back in Art One, it was a very new thing. It. I suppose it was. We were so um, excited about it. I'm still pretty excited about. It. I can't wait to get home to the internet. <laughs> I can't wait to put this on the internet. Uh, 
but yeah, it. I mean, there's no real reason they mention that. They're just like, oh, by the way, the internet part's broken. And they cut to the one person in town who's likely to be on the internet, comic book guy, and he's yeah. just like typing the code. Here's the code. He types it in. There's no punchline to this. This not is, really. That would have been on the right, the, the scissors floor if if we yep. were you know yep. behind the wheel. And the last thing I want to bring up is the animation of Homer's treehouse slingshot. That looked fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, <laughs> like and wackiness as well. Jeez, that belongs there. It floats between that awesome area between. Oh my god, this is dangerous. As those fuck. children should have been dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ralph says it himself, and allow me to quote. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> Thanks, Gerald Jones. <laughs> James Elliott Jones, yeah. yeah. Even the kids who stayed in the treehouse should be dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that was great. Let... I'm going to start again. I thought you were going for like a let's get ready to rumble kind of bit. Let's get ready to rank this! Well, now I'm excited. Damn straight. All right, Shag, just for that, you can go first. You know, I'm actually kind of lost on this one. Mm, uh, so many big moments, and yet, I don't know, so much that I look back and only sort of remember in talking, or so much more that I, I feel like I w- could have done with it. I think we'd give it a gold, because I haven't got any major complaints with it, and it leaves me feeling really good, but I feel like maybe I'm being tainted from coming off that last episode, so it's very hard for me to judge critically. you just got to go with, you know, you know, you got to go with the gut meat. Got to go mm-hmm. with the gut feels. Yep. All right, a gold for you. How about you, BT? I'm sitting more at a silver, personally. I think there are a few bits that just don't work, and I don't know why they're there. Like Mr. Burns and A playing basketball. Yeah. Like, uh, is that all there is? Like the crusty bits. And it's, if they'd put that in with, like, better material, it would have been great. It's just, but they're not so bad. They just really slow things down. And you kind of... Mm. I've never really noticed them before, but now that I'm watching this critically, I'm like... Why are those there? They don't really... There's a yeah. lot of those. In fact, I mean, yeah. the whole first act basically is is write-off bits. And I, they can be write-off bits that are still funny because they're like... Yeah. And yeah, they're at the yeah. YMCA. Let's do some YMCA skits. That's fine. But you think back to... What's the one where they started a school carnival and they're all like, you've used the term happiest place on earth. This is in violation of Walt Disney. <laughs> Lisa the beauty queen. Yeah. Then there's like a whole bunch of, you know, they're at a carnival skits there and they're all hilarious. Yeah. They're yeah. Great. yeah. But in this one, it's, it's little skit parts just didn't quite, they're not as much fun as they should be. I get that. But I do really like the plot and I do really like the jokes that are there. So I'm going to sit at a silver. If I object to that later, I will blurt it out in, in, rudely. <laughs> all right. Well. I am giving it a gold. It's surprising because the flaws in this episode for me actually bring it down from cubic to gold. I felt like if they paid more attention, again, to the pacing, made the first act a little less sketchy, and then put more emphasis on Bart and Lisa feeling uh, isolated from Homer, which I do think, as rushed as this episode was, they did a good job of establishing that enough so it Mm. didn't feel like it was shoehorned in at the last moment. They set it up with at least two or three scenes before they had Bart and Lisa sabotage Homer's thing at the end, and that led to the beautiful arnie pie bit like mm-hmm. so yeah it's a gold for me um, Ooh, I, I hang on I'm, I'm changing back to a silver now oh yes. really yeah, i am so influential um just as we were saying it out loud here as our as a wrap-up segment like talking about how how all these first act bits are sort of like a sketch show but none of them really landed for me burns basketball lenny basketball the gymnastics what thing about willie no gymnastics willie tickles the twain for two 
Oi, oi, I can't do a Scottish. God damn it. Um, the gag there is that Scottish people wear kilts. Uh, then there's a bunch of racist stuff that didn't sit right with me. The, uh, the parts that are good are really, really good. But even there, you were sort of saying that, yeah, the Barton Lisa thing, were, they were dropped in two or three times before it came to a head. But at the same time, when I was talking about it, I was like, you know what? It still didn't feel like they were emotionally invested in it. So I shouldn't be using that to bump my rating up. I, I better go back to silver. I'm sorry. No, that's fair enough. Um. Having considered that, look, essentially I agree with you, but gut feels, man. I've got yep. a gold in me for this episode. That's it. That's it. You're not wrong. You've always got gold in you. All right. Well, that will make this episode of Shiny Silver, joining such episodes as Weekend at Burnsies, nice. A Hunker mm. Hunker Burns in Love, and yep. Springfield Up. Classic Burnsy. He's in all three of those quite majorly. Yeah, he is, isn't yeah. he? There you go. Um, all right. Well, that does it for Children of a Lesser Cloth. That was, yeah, a great, great episode to come back to. Pretty satisfying. All mm-hmm. right. And now we are going all the way back to season five for, oh, wait, we didn't decide. So what do we Ooh. want to do? Boy Scouts in the Hood or uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet? Oh, God. On what so... does one base his response? <laughs> Ability to band well with supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man. Boy Scouts. Oh, but barbershop. Whoa, but the Boy Scouts. Should we do a coin toss? Does anyone have a coin? Um, no, I don't believe in coins anymore. I, I got a phone. I don't believe in tosses. All right. All right. Uh, screen side is Boy Scouts. All right. Boom. Boy Scouts it is. Yes. Let's do it. All right. I rigged the toss. I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> we are back and we just watched our classic episode for the evening and guys what a classic it was this was season five episode eight boy scouts in the hood of course oh, you sounded so white when you said that so white. <laughs> <laughs> i said it again, again it's boy scouts in the hood the <laughs> hood was first released in november of 1993 and it was written by dan mcgrath in this episode bart after going on a sugar bender accidentally joins the junior campers a boy scouts parody sort of organization and then he's obligated to go on a father-son rafting trip and reluctantly he takes homer and then misadventures take place Guys, what did you think? I had a lot of trouble not saying every line of the show. Yep. Every single mm. line I was quoting along with. It was like watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show where everyone like sings along with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This is um, in such an impactful episode. So man. impactful that I'm just going to ask the question straight away. What are your memories from this episode? What impact did it have on you over the years? That's just going to be an endless stream of quotes, Kent. <laughs> yeah I, I, I think it's more than more than just we quote this because it's funny i think this is an episode yeah. that's become part of our language you yeah know? absolutely so much of this these phrases aren't just like jokes now they're just they're just they're how we talk yeah no actually this is how i understand economics is this episode money can be exchanged for goods <laughs> and services <laughs> yeah uh we've spoken before i haven't, I haven't mentioned it for a long time but uh the, co- the concept of uh simsonics where after so- society collapses and we all speak in uh quotes to each other to verify who's human and who's invading alien yeah this is like 
101 of how to speak that language. There's yeah. so much in here. I don't even know where to start. Let's start the questionnaire from the stop. So, look, the story as it functions, this is an A story throughout. And this is actually one where, again, this seems to be an accidental theme of this podcast episode, is fast moving through stories. Is that Act 1 is fast moving mm. through mm. Barton Milhouse's Sugar Bender. Act 2 is about Bart trying to weasel out of the Boy Scouts, but eventually embracing it. And then Act yep. 3 is the river rafting adventure problem. So yeah. you actually do have like three separate stories in this storyline. Yeah, and this is one, before we started, we haven't played this game for a long time, of starts and ends. Mm, but it oh, starts yeah. with Barton Millhouse at Noiseland Arcade running out of money and ends with Bart, Homer, and Ned Flanders on an offshore, on an offshore oil rig. Crusty yeah, yeah. It, well, uh, it, it ends with Ernest Borgnine yeah. being attacked <laughs> at camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. And the fact that we get from A to B in such a beautiful, organic, quick, fast-paced, oh, yeah. but in no way feeling well, um, rushed but way. It's, with, oh my no. God. I like that the, the three acts are like clearly defined, and yeah. they all have their own sort of thematic structure as well. There's totally. a beginning, middle, and end to each, if you will. But it all flows through so nicely, and just the jokes are so non-stop, like... Everything is so dense in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It is actually hard to know where to begin. <laughs> it's really interesting that an episode like this can be so dense, by which I mean there's not a wasted line, mm. there's not a wasted camera shot. No. Whereas you can contrast that with a season 27, whatever episode yeah, we watched at the start here. Which was just here. so much fluff. It was, it was just filling up space with glitter and sparkles to try and distract you from the emptiness of the show. And just to try and bring that together, like the camera angles in this episode, I noticed it when you pointed it out when they were in Bart's bedroom and they did the Boy Scouts uniform reveal. Mm, Those were some excellent camera angle choices in absolute contrast to the season 27 one where we saw the terrible camera angles in Bart's room. Oh man, that reveal of Marge's head sticking in the corner that that one was... It's shameful. It was a really shameful piece of art. What I super love about that scene, Sabat wakes up with his sugar hangover and he's got kind of one arm curled out in front of him and you can see a green sleeve and you assume he's got, he has green pajamas. We've seen that before. Ah. So what I really like about that is if they had shot it in such a way he was specifically covered head to toe, you'd go, he's going to be wearing something weird. You'd kind of know yep. that because they've given you just enough sleeve but because it looks like something you already established, you get the full surprise when they pull back and he's wearing Junior Camper's uniform. It's like, it's a very clever touch. I'm very Talk impressed. about dense. What a subtle misdirect. Yeah. Usually their misdirects are so like, hey, hey, we're about to do this. Ah, you knew we were going to misdirect you. But yeah. this is way more subtle. There was some lovely camera work on Homer's peanut scene. <laughs> oh, which is a beautiful scene, of course, where he's got books all across the table and he's like, oh, finally time to catch up on some of my favorite reading material, picks up the peanut tin and is like, ingredients, salt, shredded peanut cast-offs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the last- Press peanut sweepings. Press peanut sweepings. That was it. It's like the sweepings. Fantastic. Marge comes in and she's like, oh, I'm going to buy dinner. And Steak. We haven't got enough money for steak. Steak? Yeah, yeah, it's totally going to be steak, you fucking idiot. Uh, that was a great bit. Then the the final peanut overflowing with the salt and oil of its delicious <laughs> brothers. brethren. First you got him throwing it to his mouth, but missing entirely. He's just, wait, something's wrong. Yeah. And that camera <laughs> angle was beautiful as well, as Homer like reclines back and he's ready to I- intercept that delicious salty goodness. Great shot there. And the pause as his he looks <laughs> around, he's, as he realizes, to me, that that reminds me of the bit where he's like, something said, not good. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> he called you slow. Then he's reaching under the, the couch, and there's a great mm-hmm. shot from under the couch of his hand. Uh, he does the, what's the line? Uh, huh, pointy. Uh, slimy uh, moving <laughs> yep this joke is actually so good that um all this segment with homer is actually the pre-roll for the upcoming song on the simpsons key of springfield yeah, album yeah they use this whole bit to set up that song because it is so good man and just setting up the fact that homer finds 20 dollars gets excited oh, i wanted a peanuts <laughs> you know, can many peanuts <laughs> explain how Money can be exchanged for goods and services. The key to economics right there. Realizing, runs out, and then there's this beautiful shot where the peanut is yes. in full focus. Yes, great shot there. The peanut is right in center stage. This huge looming foot lands on it, <laughs> and then boom, he's flying, and he's sky high, and bam, comes down. And then his $20 note just Forrest Gump yeah. feathers its way yeah. out of there. Magical, that. That is just magical. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on with the questionnaire. So play count. How many times do you think you've seen this episode? <laughs> XXXIIV. I have seen this more than I have seen my children. <laughs> I, I see this when I close my eyes. I'm seeing it right now with my eyes open. I'm looking at you and I'm not seeing a turkey leg like I normally do. I'm <laughs> <laughs> seeing reruns of this same episode from a minute ago. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, this turkey leg has definitely seen it upwards of a hundred times. <laughs> Were there any particular jokes that flew over your head in the day? I know I didn't get the Deliverance references. Yeah, true. Um, <sighs> Actually, the Friday the 13th as well. There are a bunch more movies thrown in in that camping sequence. Um, I mean, there's yeah? New York, New York back in there, but yep. the bit with the bear, uh, North by Northwest? Yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rapids as well. There's, uh, the, the problem with early Simpsons is that they'll cram 600 references into two yep. minutes of cuts. All you can do is just like lean back and go, my <laughs> just, God, just man. Just slurp God. it in like an old syrup swishy. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, more impactful moments from this episode. Things that stuck with you for the years. That song in the beginning was amazing. The musical moments in The Simpsons, you know, are, are divisive amongst mm-hmm. <laughs> the crowds. But I mean, everyone can generally agree that the songs that came out around season five, season six are awesome. You know, we're talking See My Vest, Baby on Board, and then this one, Springfield, Springfield, what a hell of a town. Well, Chris got a little bit to the build up where, you know, it's the uh, lower poo. We'd like a supersized squishy one made entirely out of syrup and just kind of thwaps down the $20 <laughs> bill. A poo's like, it can't hold it. <laughs> everyone in the crowd. Oh, Right. Stops the gum. Yeah. A snake is holding up the other. His, the <laughs> other he's guy. holding up Sanjay. Sanjay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even um, like Apu doing the old. Oh yeah, it's made entirely of. <gasps> Wait, I realized what you just said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The double take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> also beautiful. And then the shot on the squishy machine vibrating and yeah, really breaking down. He's doing down. Scotty, of he's course. Dripping sweat. <laughs> oh, so good. He is, isn't he? She cannot take it. No, she, she's not going to yeah. hold. And then it all climaxes with that ding. Like, there you are. Should you survive, please come again. <laughs> you actually do a pretty good Indian accent. Can I get a, if you survive, please come again? What, man, you just got a great one, man. I don't, I don't want to shit on Beej's oh, crumpets. Go for it. <laughs> shit on my crumpets, man. <laughs> New saying. <laughs> I don't want to shit on you crumpets, but that's all the busted <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? We're out of mustard, so we're going to have to shit on them. <laughs> That's all the mustard there is, man. That's all we can do. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. He works on um, so many levels, his mum's mustard would be awful on a crumpet. This next line is one that I, I, I've used so many times. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, what's it like, Bart? 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 I can't remember the name with Eddie. And then he's like, oh, give me that. But then bringing it back to the animation, the whole, what's it like, Bart? Bart? And like, uh, the Millhouse is like the pokey machine. Yeah. 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 I really like the play with their pupils there, like mm. pupils like l- twisting out of focus and things. Um, yep. Then Millhouse does the slurp straight from the cup, and he's just like, <laughs> and this really leads in. They're both already starting to twitch, and their eyes are like, their fingers yeah. are, are edgy. Yeah. And I really like that through the entire song, they're really like twitchy. Yeah, it gets worse and worse. By the time it gets to Barney, two, they really are just like pixie, manic pixie yeah. kids, just like. Well, you get a really great shot of Apu laughing over the the spinning soundtrack. Um, you've sort of got the like the neon sign thing happening. Yep. You've yep, got yep. the swirling of the background as they get dizzier and dizzier of their their hangover. It's, it's clearly like a binge drinking metaphor, of course. Um, and yeah, the r- music really complements that uh, feeling as they sort of enter in the wee hours of their yeah, binge. Just a and bit more big th- band. that laughter in center stage of Apu. Barney as well. I don't know where you magic pixie came from. But I like your pixie drink. I don't know how we forgot the line. To, do we even yell out, let's go crazy Broadway style? <laughs> oh, how do we not even mention Because we've it? yelled that before. <laughs> oh, God. I'm yelling it right now. It has one of those, like, silly, quaint little lines in the parody as well that I love. Schoolyards up, shopping malls down, the stray dogs go to the animal pound. Like, it's such a nothing line. They needed it to rhyme. Yeah. Did this feel like a Simpsons episode to y'all? 200%. Oh, yeah. This is why we do this. Well, this, I mean, more than that, this is what I compare other episodes to to decide if they feel like the Simpsons. Good point. Mm-hmm. How much do they feel like this episode is how I answer this question? I mean, th- not only this one, but it's definitive of, of what it means to be The Simpsons. Yeah. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really do. It's delightful. Yeah. No, it actually became an interesting through line is that all three episodes that we'll watch tonight, they've all kind of had this similar thing where they've flown through the plots. And mm. this is an example of them doing a good job of that. The best job of that. This is, it's a rich, exciting roller coaster. But every step of the way, it's packed full of information mm. and exposition mm-hmm. and humor and wit and intelligence as well. Yeah. Um, all the all the camera work, all the writing is funny. All the jokes aren't in your face. They they assume that your audience is smart enough to kind of keep up with all the little gags that are happening. I was going to say what I really like. So we're talking about how every character's on point. I was about to say, well, only really Bart and Homer are in this. Yeah. Um, but I do like the one line you get from Lisa is when she, you know, reveals that Bart's uh, joined oh. the junior campus. Oh. But even she says, oh, you know, it's all for dorks and nerds. And so the little bit of info you get from that is if Lisa thinks these people are nerds, they're nerds. Yeah. How they've delivered that information before. That's You know that's why Bart's freaked out. Because it's like, oh, it's just the guides, isn't it? What's... What's so bad about joint? But then you've gotten because they're freaking. Uh, while we're talking about the characters, Krabappel is really summed up as a character by being like, "I wasn't going to give you a test, ha! But it's a great idea in your face." <laughs> That's Krabappel in oh, yeah. in a nutshell. Nelson summed up it. as well um, by being like, "Ha! Look at the nerd! I enjoy your test." <laughs> 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 
and the bullies were summed up as well. They started yeah. getting insecure when Bart didn't give a shit. Oh yeah, you better pretend like you want your your clothes back, you oh, geek. No. Yeah, Woe is me, my precious <laughs> uniform. Oh man, his 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 wordy disinterest was great. Woe is me. What a great way to kind of show your disdain yeah. for what you're doing. And I, I really love his transition into liking the junior campers, where you know he goes in to avoid a test. Thinks it's still lame, goes to leave. They he get, realizes they get to play with pocket knives, so he kind of gets into it a bit more, and then you kind of do a little transition of him sewing on badges with the yeah. badge, badge forgery. Badge, badge forgery. Yeah, <laughs> I of really course liked, he'd be great um, at that. He, you said um, how he gets won over by the knives. I really mm. like how he leaves there, being like, "Stupid, who needs knives anyway?" Yeah. And then his walk home <laughs> is just like knife after knife after knife. Yeah, yeah let's talk like... about the knife section. That was amazing. And this is your comedy rule of threes as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. With, I, I with just... three segments to drive home. A point and they really all great. escalated uh, in a gentle sort of way. Yeah. First, you got uh, Mo throwing out Molman. He's yep. like, You call that a knife? This is a knife. Oh, down, down I, I go. go. <laughs> uh, talk about quotes that I've used in real life. I know. <laughs> I just love how resigned to his fate he yeah. And next, it was Martin was like, Oh, but I'd love to share these cookies with I you. I would gladly but... share these muffins, these cupcakes. <laughs> I would gladly well, pay you two. Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> if only you could remove this ribbon. And that was great, yeah, to bring the bullies back in. And then, of course, they roll Martin for the cookies. Straight away. <laughs> Mo- cupcakes. They were cupcakes. And then finally it was... Uh... Hibby. Hibby. Hibby, oh. baby. This man's appendix is about to burst. <laughs> Luckily, I have my trusty pocket knife. I love how he cuts it out and throws it and explodes like a grenade. <laughs> Don't thank Stand me. Back. Thank the knife. <laughs> it happens so fast and you just... Yeah. And just like, thank the knife. And the camera pans <laughs> up to his hand holding the knife. Again, it's, Just in case camera. Bart didn't get the message. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's... It really leads us to, don't do what Donnie don't does. Oh, that's what I was going to. <laughs> oh, don't do what Donnie don't does. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've actually bad. referenced that like a million times oh, in this man. podcast already. Every day. Every day I'm saying, don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, oh, they don't let you have any fun. Oh, God. The, the very first one was him putting toothpaste on the knife. <laughs> <laughs> the one that stuck out to me was the using the knife in a slingshot yeah. pointed at a cat. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, cat people. I'm not a cat person. I uh, well, what was the third one? First was the toothbrush. Uh, no. Second was the slingshot. Third was the cat, wasn't it? Yeah, third was a cat. He's just sneaking up onto a cat. Oh, he is too. Oh, Terrifying. I mean, you wouldn't sneak no, up no, on a dog or a baby. I didn't want to correct you, but you know. Let's correct him. Uh, while we're talking about characters that are really well represented, I think Flanders really plays himself well in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's so meek and mild-mannered, but also so supportive of the kids. He's really great with kids. Yeah. Being, and he's surprisingly worldly wise, you know. He is, and the way he actually shows how adept he is with nature. Mm. Even yeah. if he's just smearing peanut butter on a pine cone to yeah. make a mateship bird you know feeder. And it makes total sense that he's the leader of the Dork Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was incredibly on point and like even conceding to Homer a bit, like letting Homer sort of take charge. I felt like that was in Flanders. Yeah. Even yeah. though Homer was clearly incompetent at surviving in the open waters. Yep, I think but, uh, it was a strategic decision not to like let Homer be the leader, but to 
let Homer feel like he was part of the team well, or something. Mm, or there's that, but he's also letting Homer wash his socks because they feel dirty with oh, the, the clean yarn. <laughs> I know. Like, there's so many moments where you go, oh, Homer, come on. But, like, you get that because it's, like, a delusion of um, being stranded and all that. Yeah. Uh, there's this great scene where Bart's imagining what Father Sunday is going to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homer's just like with the map folded into a hat on his head and he's like I'm the captain (laughs) and he splashes everyone else with his as he paddles the wrong way against the other guy paddling and uh, naturally naturally as soon as they're on the boat Flanders is like where's where's the map and Homer has it folded onto a cap on his head (laughs) I love that because that is a joke of Bart thinking so low of his father that he'd do that and then he does that I mean it's not a Swartz Walter episode but that is a Swartz Swartzwelder moment for me. It's Swartzweldian. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it is another great example of Homer being a golden retriever. And he's like, here, yeah. boy, here's my good nature teaching you how to eat the the, the, the res- reserves, the, the food supply, rations. <laughs> yeah. And, and seconds later, he's just... Come on, who doesn't get that? Like, I'm the kind of person, you know, they're like, do you, like, are you the kind of person who sucks on lollipops or do you just bite down on them immediately? I'm the kind of person who's like, oh, yeah, I'll say of the sweet flavor and then all of a sudden before i know Seconds it i'm later, Ooh, 50 of them i get that that was the moment where i think everyone wanted to swat homer on the nose with a rolled up newspaper <laughs> yeah but look none of this felt like outside of homer's character no like, no yeah every time he does something wrong he's starts by trying to do something right he's like well i'll just look after the rashes hmm. yeah <laughs> or when he's uh you know shoves that out of the way and grabs the flag and he's like this is one of your church the picnic day flare firing oh, Flanders this is the real thing <laughs> and then happens to blow up the plane <laughs> yeah but I mean these sort of feel like pushing like what Homer's character is and it sort of makes sense in this scenario where they're stranded out on sea and he's dehydrated and whatever mm. but um, how was the wackiness in this episode how did the wackiness work for you guys uh, well Ernest, Ernest Borgnine has just been through hell and back <laughs> yeah uh, did he get killed by the bear no he was shown after the bear yeah yeah he got rushed by uh, Jason well, we don't we, we assume <laughs> um, yeah let's quickly mention guest star for this episode Ernest Borgnine personally I know him more from uh, basketball and sort of the comedy movies that he did around yeah. this time by that point it was sort of like he was sort of being a celebrity cameo by that point kind of yeah. saying yeah. hey I'm that guy from from the war movies back in the day remember me kids that was almost a joke saying remember me kids because clearly yeah, yeah. he's only going to be movies that their dads would have watched oh yeah for sure but check out his uh Filmography. He has oh, been. Oh, in, he has been in a lot. Fucking impressive. Yeah. Now, Wilson, we know your dad's in jail, so we've arranged <laughs> a celebrity dad for you. But my older brother would really. I'm like sorry that yeah. Ernest Borgnine has already been confirmed. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, kids, stop crying. So yeah, wackiness. Like all the wackiness in this was justified. I felt like. Yeah, I don't think there was any wackiness that couldn't have happened in that storyline. I think the wackiest thing is the the, the fish takes the reel and just voomph. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I would say the wackiest thing is uh, how much two kids can do with $20. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, yeah. They go to Cats. They go to like premium skateboarding. They go to another arcade. It was the mid-90s, though. $20 went a lot further back yeah, then. <laughs> the fuck it did. Oh, uh, um, oh um, mid-90s. Uh, Tapes, uh, Homer having the sugar do 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 fantasy and wow, it slowing bro, down bro, as the ice cream melts as the tape battery runs out. Yeah. Like 
none of you millennials will get this joke. But look, this works so perfectly for me. Like, that was a brilliant marriage of what actually happens and, like, a fantasy tying into that. Uh, I quite liked, while we're on Wacky, I quite liked that seagulls were saved. They only come out to see to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the dolphin as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're all going to (laughs) die. And then away they go. I quite liked Krusty being like, all right, close the place down. Sir, we told you this was an unmanned oil rig. Yeah. All right. So that about does it for the wackiness of this episode. How about the heart? Did you guys feel the heart? I think the heart was going for the Barton Home moments. You mean the part where he's like... Dad, I would really, really love it if you came <laughs> with me on this trip. Son, I'd be delighted to go. Oh! I love that, both of them. <laughs> it was a great way to get Homer to go to this thing we knew he would want to go to. They didn't like do a whole thing about Marge guilting him or anything yeah. like that. It was just yeah. like, I don't want to go, so if he asks, I'll just say yes. Wait, are you sure that this works? Shut up, brain, or I'll poke you with a Q-tip. <laughs> I'll poke you with a Q-tip. Wackiness, <laughs> Jesus. Well, no, um, no. just back to how long they were at sea. Uh, Wiggum says they aren't going to go look for him for at least a week. That's the law. I wish I could help you early. I really do. We're really busy down here. King me. Uh, <laughs> so one of the last skits you get from land is them actually starting to take off. They never do. So it's been at least a seven days. Yeah, because they got raided of their beer and cold cuts. Yes. Um, but the heart of this episode, I really felt the moment where Homer gave Bart the pocket knife. Oh, yeah. I stole it from that Borgman guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best explanation of how and why he got it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy it for you anticipating this trip. I just stole it from a guy. <laughs> uh, and I love he drops Dad. it, just bounces off the screwdriver, bounces off the oh. knife, bounces, and then <gasps> <sighs> And then just enough sun comes through to go through the magnifying glass and burst a hole. I can't be sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the spork that also pierced the <laughs> life raft as well. <laughs> Bringing it back to earlier in the episode. Yeah. Ooh, a, a spork. spork. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't exactly a heartfelt episode, but I felt they hit the heart enough. Yeah, they get a, look, we're tired, I'm dying and exhausted, but thank you, Dad, you're, you're still it my dad touching wasn't it yeah i think there was heart's the wrong word but yeah. watching rebellious tough bart come to embrace the dorky uh boy scout thing uh, that's a really touching thing it's sort of him like following his passion despite it being a, like him learning ballet you know yeah that's that's a heartfelt moment for me okay yeah and especially that's uh, in the moment where he learns how to set traps and stuff oh man and he can floor use it pie. against his stupid father yeah okay well that was susceptible to floor pie that, i mean that was funny but it was i think as as a concept it's a heartfelt act yeah. you know yeah bart I, I, making moral gro- moral growth or it's just personal growth personal he, he's growth. learned to love this thing and he's learned to accept that he yeah, loves he doesn't it care and he's what learned to think love it. and respect flanders as well which like <laughs> i feel like this is what the simpsons movie was going for but it didn't even hit what this episode went for yeah it really kind of comes to a head when bart starts calling him ned instead of mr flanders mm. or anything you know Oh, and laughs at his fucking stupid joke. And by the way, I hate this joke. That's why they call them rapids and not slowpids. Like, rat is not a word for fast. That's what bugs (laughs) me about this joke. Just yell stupid Flanders and move on. Stupid Flanders. There you go. I'm moving on. (laughs) So yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What playlist are we putting this in? 
Uh, you can do camping for one thing. Celebrity cameos. Celebrity Ooh, cameos. Yeah. Where they play themselves. Those are kind of rare. Uh, you can do things that Bart joins and becomes good at and then never does again. Oh, there we go. To yeah. be fair, yeah. I feel like it kind of makes sense he would never want to do this again. He's been lost at, at starving at sea for days. Yeah. You don't think, you mm. think maybe that would be a fair enough reason to hang up your scouting uniform. It's true, but I mean, knives. And trapping animals. Yeah. And starving to death. He has now learnt valuable lessons in badge forgery <laughs> that will serve him later in life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, totally Bart-centric episodes. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Krusty Burger episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why nice. Not? Or Krusty Food episodes. You could do the one with the razor wheel hidden in the Cheerios. Yep. Yep. Pair that up with this and give me 700 hamburgers. Oh, my God. That's such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> 700. <laughs> Which divided by four is... Um, a number. 900. <laughs> or 50. <laughs> We're fucking smart as fuck. Fucking okay, <laughs> 175? 175? There are thereabouts, maybe. There you go. Of course. Um, but yeah, playlist. This is very straightforward. It's very but. And Bart and Homer and mm. all that sort also, of stuff. Also, uh, classic mu- musical numbers. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. All right. So, uh, anything else about the episode that you want to mention now yeah. before we rank this thing? Do I? Okay, where do we start? <laughs> Dinner with Andre the Video <laughs> Game. Yay! Oh, man. Button just got Tell me more. <laughs> um, nice. Did anyone see the name of the video game where Bush is just like, don't do drugs, kids? I felt like that was a reference we maybe don't get. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like a reference is my point, because why have Bush there unless there's some kind of drug link? But that whole uh, thing with uh, Barton Millhouse accidentally revealing that they've got no more <laughs> money left yeah. and the... And the Two security, security guards. guards turning their keys at the same time. Great camera work there. Exactly. Uh, out of the rising smoke, you see this big shadow. Yeah. Just squeaky yeah. voice team. I'm afraid you'll have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> SVT. Classic SVT. <laughs> SVT. Yeah, yeah. The new shorthand for him. Uh, we've also got one of both mine and Phil's favorite lines of, weaseling out of things is important to learn. It's what separates us from the animals. <laughs> Except the, Except weasel. the weasel. I feel like this should be on several of our family crests. <laughs> uh, let's also highly appreciate, let's see, Olivia's the leader of the Wiener Patrol boning up on his nerd <laughs> lessons. I love Nerdy this. loves his bookie walk. <laughs> Just taking him in. <laughs> like, this is a perfect jerk-ass Homer. Yeah. The- I don't feel like jerk-ass Homer overstayed his welcome in this episode. It was all still very charming. Absolutely. Um, two more points I want to burn through before I let someone else on the floor. Yar, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Oh, that's on my family crest. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he advertises the 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 raft as the yarest boat you'll ever find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, personally for me, this holds special uh, place in my heart of. Congratulations, Bart. You've obtained the rank of Pussy Willow. <laughs> so, uh, so Flanders. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a great line to begin with, but uh, back when I was working in Hornsby, a friend of mine, we would just quote that to each other. <laughs> and then um, we actually got a little label printed and put it on the forklift. So the forklift's name was Pussy Willow. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I love how they wrote off Millhouse in this story. Like, why were you like, oh, Millhouse, why wasn't he in the Boy Scouts as well? Because at some point in the night, their two tales diverged. Yeah, yeah. Bart yeah. went to join the Boy Scouts, and Milhouse got a swear word shaped in the back of his head. <laughs> what is it with you kids and that word? <laughs> you kids and that word. <laughs> I'm going to that... shave you bald, mister, till you appreciate the hair you appreciate. is a right. The right of the hair is a privilege, not a right. 
See, this is the part of Skinner that I love. This is like the... The, the hardline military Totalitarian. Man. Yeah, military guy rather than the whipped by his mother guy. Mm, the stern principle. The voice of authority. That's completely out of touch. Oh, oh yeah. wait, no, no, no. Sorry, it is the children that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have much to say on it, but the whole Jasper Bath and the CPR joke to guys. <laughs> I just love it for... Yeah, help knock yourself out, but stay above the equator. <laughs> I really loved when Bart got mouth to mouth. His scream got muffled in a way that sa- really sounded like a mouth over his mouth. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, that would have been some like voice work, like the voice actor cupping their mouth like oh. I think oh. it was actually a mouth on the voice yeah, actor's mouth. I think mouth. it was a second mouth. There were pl- probably plenty of mouths in that studio that could. There was gone. a second mouth on the grassy knoll, of course. Hey, uh, it actually br- this brings me to the um when Homer was suspended over the pie, his <laughs> oh, his yeah. screaming kind of on camera off camera got cut off in yep. a way that was great. Really reminded me of the monorail screaming. Yeah, um, the way he was going. Lisa, oh. yeah, I don't know how that's going to come out on camera. Yeah, uh, no, no, radio uh, camera. No Doppler effect jokes, man. It's a uh, it's really clever bit and. Um, especially because it was like, oh, oh, and then the dog yeah. takes it and he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> poor guy. Oh, he just wanted some floor pie. Floor, <laughs> floor pie. Yeah. Floor pie. And I love how, how like he can get taken by the, the trap and suspended upside down in midair. And, you know, he's, he's not upset about that at all because the pie is still there. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was still, so bad. There's still pie. There was time. There was still time. Beautiful. Magical referencing from Beach there. Totally. Another thing I want to bring up is the itchy and scratchy moment in this episode. And it's not actually so much that the itchy and scratchy segment itself, it was funny. It was more the Simpsons after it. Yeah, Mm. because Bart's all, I should have tied Scratchy's tongue with a sheep shank, not with a (laughs) half wank knot. Um, Excuse me, it was actually, he should have tied it with a taut line hitch, not a sheep bend. I see your uh, hands are Elliot, clapping, but they're actually cart- flipping me off. Yeah, <laughs> cartoons don't need to be realistic, man. Just... <laughs> well, podcasts done. don't need to be realistic, <laughs> man. And then another Elliot just walks past the window. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you guys think of that joke where Homer walks in the background while Homer's on the couch? It's great. It's funny. I it- think that's the wackiest part of this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, because the only part that really breaks the, the suspension of disbelief. But it's it also like uh, the Max Power episode where it's like studios love animation because you can just change the you don't have to pay the voice actor swap. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's like and you can change them out and no one can tell the diddly difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that the one where they do the background gag where talking about how cheap it is to walk past background uh, rep- No, but that's a different part as well. Oh that was good. It was the Flintstones joke, wasn't it? And uh, uh, they've also yeah, done yeah, yeah. the one where they were watching the Thanksgiving parade and then they were like, oh, they'll put any cheap cartoon character on a balloon these days and <laughs> Bart's in the TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this worked really well because, yeah, he, walk, he walked through the background. That doesn't make sense. But it was clearly on purpose to make a joke and it was quick and it was in the background yeah. and it didn't add to the plot or subtract to it either mm-hmm. way, really. Mm. It's just a little bit of fun. Um, Homer slapping Flanders as well. Yeah. <laughs> Better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah, just going way past the point. Homer's just like lifelong frustration yeah. at Flanders coming out. It yeah, really, yeah. And Flanders' mania was still there. He was still yeah. going, diddly, doodly, diddly, 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 help the, me. The first two strikes, he needed those. He's like, he oh, we're really done, diddly, did. diddly, 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 diddly
<laughs> snap out of it, slap out of it, man. I yeah. really liked how disheveled Flanders looks. Mm. Uh, the beard growing yeah. in. He's lost weight. He's noticeably lost weight. His mustache is like scungy. His hair is just like a mess. He usually has perfectly coiffed hair. Mm-hmm. And po- perfectly coiffed mustache as well. And yeah, you see like little frays and bits sticking out. Yeah, his hair's gone all curly. And um, The other thing with Flanders as well, Homer going, oh, please not Flanders. And then the angle of Flanders. Close oh. shot of him with the nose being like right in your cam. POV cam. Yeah, really like showing the invasiveness. Like yeah. there's so many excellent direction choices in this episode. Invasiveness is exactly the word. Wow. I didn't even, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, ooh, that was the word I've been trying to think of since I saw that part. <laughs> and yeah, the only other note I have on is Flanders uh, choosing the directions with the apostles. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah, that's not even all 12 of them. Yeah, but that's are, not a. That's but, not even those, all 76 those, apostles. Those are the ones who wrote books. So. Oh, is that it? That's it. There we go. Let's rank this thing. Okie dokie. On three, everybody. One, two, three. Cubicodia. <laughs> that was easy. That yeah. was uh, actually a really great way to get through it. Does anyone have any particulars they want to say? Um, I super love how that quick cutaway to Homer with the peanuts leads us back to Bart and his storyline. It's yep. a great way for them to get 20 bucks. It's hilarious. And it's, yeah, it doesn't slow anything down. Also sets up Homer and Bart's dual involvement in this episode. Yeah. And yeah. just everything else is a roller coaster ride of fantastic. Danny? <sighs> I think we've covered this entirely from start to finish now. But I, 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 th- I feel like if you want to just kind of start again and, go, and we'll just do it pace by pace, uh, I don't think I would get bored. And I'm pretty sure the audience wouldn't either. This one is just. Oh, it's a landmine of, you know, not a landmine, it's a gold mine of material. <laughs> it's a gold mine of cubic zirconia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It... Yeah, I, I don't know what else I can say about it. This is why The Simpsons exists. Um, this is one of those episodes you should, like, not you, but you, the audience, you should look at this as an example of how to write better. This should be studied, in, this literally should be studied in school. It is so intelligent in its writing, its camera work, its comedy, its pacing, its its use of voice, its use of uh, color, its references, its its foreshadowing, its throwbacks, its throw forwards to episodes in different seasons. Yeah, look, this episode, I think the only point where it faults is that it moves through the paces pretty fast, but that's also why it works. And this episode... It is so densely layered with jokes. It is criminal how densely layered with jokes this is. Like, this is unfair, like, how densely layered with jokes this is. As much as sandwiches that you can't take a bite of, it's so layered. But that's it. We could discuss this episode forever because it is so good and so dense. It is an absolute treat. Um, This is just so essential to the Simpsons experience, right? We've been really lucky to be able to do this tonight. This is a great thing. I feel Um, privileged. Yeah. Whatever you guys are doing out there right now, uh, you basically reach the end of the podcast. You guys should treat yourself to to a viewing of this episode. You've earned it. You put Mm. up with us three for a night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, look, that is a unanimous cubic zirconia from this panel. And this is joining such episodes as Marge versus the Monorail, Home of the Smithers. Um, look, you can check out our Cubic Zirconia list at the uh, Simpsons. There's going to be quite a lot of them now. Yeah, um, all one to eight. We haven't hit a unanimous Cubic Zirconia outside of season eight, but we do mm. have one Cubic Zirconia per season for one to eight so far. 
Nice. Wow. Unanimous. All right, guys. Well, that was episode 49 of The Simpsons Index. Thank you so much for having me on, Elliot. It's been so much fun. You're welcome. I also had a smashing time. <laughs> oh, you're welcome too. And uh, and look, um, uh, fuck, I had something to say at the end here. Was it oh, about yeah. his crumpets? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm chambering something, so. <laughs> oh, are you? All right. Well, yep. Let's wrap this thing up. That's been Danny. Hi, I've been Danny. <clears throat> That's been PT. Bye, he's been Danny. I have been Danny. I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and that is all the mustard in the house. Who shit on my crumpets? <laughs> oh, Christ. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Uh, You might need to move that a little bit closer so you can sit back and relax and enjoy yourself as we talk all things Simpsons. Not all things Simpsons. To do that, you have to go to NPR voice. (laughs) And we're back on talking all things Simpsons. and We're very quiet. As to not startle anybody who maybe... Did you have a quick jalapeno popper before we started recording? Jalapeno and... I'm scared I'm going to really regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you throw up, try and aim on the spot of the couch that you already poured whiskey on. <laughs> I was going to say aim for me. I'm already sick, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor bitch. <laughs> Little vomit will go great there. with that cold. You can only get so wet, you know. <laughs> poor scum. <laughs> hey, I'm only scum compared to Krusty. If you're going to throw up, you might as well throw up on me. I I'm see how scum. I'm scum. <laughs> throw up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Christ. Oh. You're a good guy, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Too good, some might say. <laughs> Sounds of chewing. Everyone got a nice burrito-y mouth. Hey, it's not smell-o-vision. <laughs> Mouthfeel. That's one that I got from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, fuck that word. It's got to have good mouthfeel. I hate that you word. You don't like mouthfeel? It's just feel. <laughs> just like guesstimate but is where just estimate. where am I feeling it? doesn't matter where you feel. You don't have finger feel. You don't have foot feel. You don't have back of your neck feel. It's just feel. I mean, maybe you don't. I can feel things with the back of my neck. It's just feeling them. It's not back of my neck feeling them. But back to this episode. (laughs) Hey, guys. It doesn't make you feel. What up, YouTube? Like and subscribe. And make sure you comment, but rate us on iTunes because we want your And don't, go, don't forget to click that bell. That bell really helps us out. That's notifications. Let us know when a new episode is out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comment if you got something good to say. Keep it in your pants if you got something bad. Unless it's real bad, then get it out of your pants. If it's real bad, then comment because then people will jump all over and we'll get more comments. So. Ooh, we will like talk about you in the next episode. It'll be great. Yep. We can rip you to shreds. <laughs> or we can talk about how you ripped us to shreds. Yeah. It'll be a, a learning experience for both of us. Anyway. We could use a bit of trolling. So they just... Say, to, sorry. So just... Sorry. Just to round out the section of the heart. Sorry, so just... <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is the greatest. He read me a story about Chinese food. Uh, uh, got that. I had a point to make. Got distracted by a burp. Uh, Ernest Burp 9. Ernest Burp 9. Ooh. Nice. Uh.
And we're telling your kids all across the land. Don't do drugs. In a rock and roll band. (laughs) We've realized on the Simpsons Index recently that we've got to start getting through some of the episodes that are referenced in the clip shows. Um, So yeah, we're ticking this one off as one of the episodes that get referenced in clip shows. The musical clip show, I believe. Yep. I'm really not looking forward to doing them. (laughs) But anyway. That will happen when it does. But this is a great musical episode. This like is also the time that we watched the musical clip show. <laughs> I can't wait until we do a clip show. Oh, wow. Hey, Elliot, we've had quite a few episodes here. <laughs> we sure have. Remember all those fun times from before? Remember when you shattered my crumpets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, because we had no more mustard. <laughs> yeah, that was all of it. 